Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, anger over vape cafe in Beds Market Town. Labour highlights staff shortages at Bedford and Buckinghamshire hospitals and schools appeal to former pupils. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in a Bedfordshire town have expressed their shock over a vape cafe which has opened for users of e-cigarettes. Staff at the vapour shop in Amptill say they help their customers to choose the right nicotine strength, but people living there have expressed doubts. Amptill is a surprising place to put a vape shop. I mean, I've lived here most of my life. So I don't think it's right. It doesn't fit until yeah. the way it looks, the way the place looks. People that I work with, they, they kind of find it a bit weird. It doesn't suit the people. I don't think they're going to get a lot of business at that shop anyway, so they won't be here for long. I so. don't think it will last. Ed Miliband is to promise that a future Labour government would provide a 1,000 more training places for nurses during its first year. Labour say nearly one in three NHS trusts were investigated over staffing levels last year, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. Meanwhile, the former Prime Minister John Major is to join the Conservative election campaign today. He'll warn that a Labour government supported by the SNP would favour Scotland at the expense of the rest of the UK. The captain and a crew member of the migrant ship which capsized off Libya at the weekend, killing up to 800 people, have been arrested in Italy. They were detained when a Coast Guard ship carrying survivors arrived in Sicily. Pupils at a school in Bedford have pleaded with some of their former fellow students to come back after they moved to other schools in the town, including the nearby free school. A letter was signed by the head boy and girl of Robert Bruce Middle School. More from Gail Sanderson. Head teacher Karen Parker says the idea of the letter was not hers, but she did endorse it, saying it was important to give children a voice. The letter described how much the school had improved and how it was stamping out bullying. Bedford Free School said no pupils moved back to their old school as a result of the letter. An independent investigation is underway following the death of a detainee at Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire yesterday. A Home Office spokesman said the inquiry would be carried out by the Prisons and Probation Ombudsman. The father of a St Albans man murdered in Watford five years ago says he'd like to ask the killer what happened to his son's body. 34-year-old Murray Thompson went missing in April 2010. Two years later, James Evans from Watford was convicted of his murder but he's never revealed where Murray's body is. Murray's father Tony says he'd like to ask him face to face. If I could speak to him it would be helpful. You know he might appreciate you know we're only trying to do what's best for his friends and family. He's there, he's, nothing's going to change for him but it would certainly help us if he would be able to tell us something. The consumer organisation Witch is calling for a full investigation of special offers and promotions by supermarkets. It says customers cannot tell how much products actually cost. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their League One promotion challenge at home to Doncaster tonight and England's cricketers start the second test in the West Indies today. The weather a cold start, then another dry sunny day, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Thank you Simon Morning Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, busy, busy, busy lines Dealey He's not there Where the hell is that man Where the hell is that guy What's going on Can't trust nobody these days Lots on the show this morning. Vaping. Scraping. 
and draping. Mm. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Justin is shorter than it needs to be. Uh, I would say that song comes in at 1.42. 57, 57, oh, mate. Okay. That's, that's obviously the 12-inch remix yeah. I've got there. <laughs> uh, by the way, good morning, everybody. Welcome to... Um, well, we still don't have a name for the 6 till 7 hour. It's kind of a secret hour, Justin. As you mm, know, you've mm. seen the figures. Uh, uh, up, up to around nine people yep. are listening to us right now. And that includes people listening on Listen Again. We should be proud. I've got about five people listening to my show Beautiful. on Saturday. So come on, be proud. I'm proud. Oh, no. <laughs> and I genuinely think the hour between six and seven, it's a little bit naughtier. And I think it's, it's funnier than the other two hours. So we're trying to come up with a name for this. I'm seriously considering getting laminated membership cards printed <laughs> up. If anyone can yep. do that for me for, I don't know, free, uh, let me know. Some of the names we got so far. Mm-hmm. Our hour. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a tongue twister. I don't like that one. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on a minute. I've got. I've got. So, that was the chair. I've, what's going on out there? It's kicking off. What's happening, mate? On the streets, it's chill, tense. guys. Chills. It is okay. Tense. Just calm down. This we've got. This it, uh, this has been suggested. Ragging around. That's um. <laughs> that's uh. Ragging around. By uh, Ollie Martins. The Hairy Hour, the Power Hour, uh, 60 yeah. Minutes of ma- Mystery and Mayhem. The Yappy Hour, I quite like. I like that a lot. Big Bash Warriors, I don't like that. <laughs> Brandon has sent in 20 names. Has he? Yeah. Busy guy. Should we rattle through them? Yeah, go on. That's the chair. The Gap Hour. No. 60 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. I like that. Do you? Yeah, yeah, because sometimes it does feel a bit, a bit like that. You know, you think to yourself, what's just happened mm. in the last hour? <laughs> I'm never going to get it back. The echo chamber. <laughs> now, what's this? Scraping the bottom? No, ignore that one. The Late Late Show. Oh, hang on, he's in Florida, this guy listening. Blimey, OK. Uh, way too early. Is there something in the Late Late Show? Go on. Because a lot of people in the first hour will be coming back from night shift. Well, night shift workers. Well. Is there something in that, the late, late hour? No. 
Um, hello, is anybody out there? The six o'clock show, quite... No, the rest are, are, are rubbish. So we're still stuck for an... 81333, start your text 3CR. We need a name for this, um, the, the, this hour, and we'll be asking a question that we only ask in this hour a little bit later on when I've um, thought of it. Now, Justin, mm. I hate vapists. I know you do. I hate vapours. <laughs> I hate the smugness, and I hate the arrogance. <laughs> but... There's a place that's opened up in Ampthill. It's, it's a vaping shop and cafe, isn't it? Where you it can is. go and have a cup of coffee, you can try different vapes, and um, you can then buy them. Yep, you can. I am genetically programmed to hate this place, but I think it's quite a good idea. Well, what you hate about people who, who vape... Uh, what you hate about vape... Um, what I hate, yeah, just yeah, save time. What you hate um, is the fact that uh, people think they can do this anywhere. So if you're a vapist, they believe they've got the right to go on a plane, for argument's oh, sake, uh, and start having their electronic oh. cigarette. The rules are rules, you can't do it. And this is why you don't like them, because of the pure arrogance. So well, if there's a place for them to go, you it, like that. It's the arrogance and it's the fact that it's normalising smoking. It's not smoking! Get well, real, kids. It, it is. is. It is. And, and that's why it's been banned from, for argument's sake, football grounds. Because if you're sitting ten rows back and you see somebody vaping, yeah. that to you says, oh, oh, somebody's smoking. I'll light up a cigarette now, but a real cigarette. So it normalises yeah. things. Yeah. But, but uh, and also, there are more and more tests going back that showing vaping maybe isn't quite as healthy as people think. But yes. mm. a place has opened up in Hampton, and do you know what? I think uh, good on them. It's, it's, well, it's, kind of, it's like a shisha cafe, but for vape, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Hampton, of course, has been through all sorts in recent years with strip clubs, a massive protest against that. This is the latest thing there. It's basically a smoker's cafe, but for, for e-cigarettes. So you go in there, you have a coffee, and the staff in there actually help you decide which flavour liquid uh, you would like to smoke. What's your flavour? What's your flavour? Tell me what's your flavour. Uh, Sophie Solaria, our reporter, she went down there yesterday to check out the scene. OK, so it's quite a small shop. Nobody's in here at present except the lovely man behind the counter. What's your name? It's uh, Cyan. You work here, clearly? Yeah, I work here. So far, not that many people are in. It's been a great start for a small, like, small vapour shop, especially in the Amptil, if it's not got great football. We've built a space where we can educate people a bit more on vaping instead of just picking up one from their local garage or something that they have no idea what they're talking about. So we can actually sit down with them go through all the flavours and everything like that. On this side you've got things like berry flavour, there's sweetie flavour over there. We supply our own our own ones and then we have three major brands. So it's Suicide Bunny like we have here, one of yeah. those brands. Yeah, so, so Suicide Bunny is one of the most popular e-juices in the world. It's like really? an American brand. You have like 30 pipes running along the back of your bar. Yeah, so do um, But does everyone share these pipes then? No, we have... Um, Disposable tips that disposable everyone uses. Tips. Yeah. So everyone gets a separate one, so it's never cross-contaminated. And so what's the deal then? People buy a coffee and they get the vaping for free? Yeah, people come in and try all our flavours. They don't have to buy a drink and see which sort so of So they don't they like. even have to spend any money? No, they don't. You're not exactly teaming with people. Do you no. think this is going to be popular on a high street like Ampthill? Yeah, we've had uh, quite a few people coming in. We get a lot of people coming in from a lot of different towns. But it is quite out there, isn't it, for yeah. a market town? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different set of pace, but it's becoming a whole subculture now. 
Ian to pick up. Amtil mm. residents have gone through some interesting changes over the last year or so, haven't they? they have. A pole dancing club, you said this, a mm. tattoo parlour, and now a place for people to hang out and smoke funny flavoured liquids. What are people saying, Justin? Well, it says here, they're shocked, Ian. I mean, what's next for them? Yep. Uh, here's what people on the streets of Amtil told Sophie yesterday. Amtil is a surprising place to put a vape shop. I've walked past it a couple of times and I've never seen anyone in there. Your initial reaction when I told you that it opened up was... Ugh. <laughs> you were quite strongly against it, I'm a smoker you? as well. And yet you still think it's a bad idea? Yeah, I do. It's, it's just encouraging people to keep smoking. Because, I mean, I've lived here most of my life. So I don't think it's right. Um, Tills are quiet, sort of, and, well, fashion town, you know. We don't, don't need that sort of thing. You're right in Kettering. I'm from Kettering. <laughs> Bedford, yes. Not, not Luton. Luton, yeah. Yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, anywhere else. It doesn't necessarily fit. It doesn't fit until yeah. the way it looks, the way the place looks. People that I work with, they, they kind of find it a bit weird. They're sort of thinking that people that live here won't be very happy with it. I know that a couple of years ago oh, they, the they tried to set up a tattoo shop and they've closed down now but people weren't very happy with the tattoo shop here anyway. I don't think it very it, it suits the environment, doesn't suit the people, I don't think they're going to get a lot of business at that shop anyway so they won't be here for long. I so. don't think it will last. It won't no, last. It won't yeah. last. Snobbed. Snobs well, is what I'm hearing well, there, I'm completely honest. I don't know, because... Not in my backyard. Well, they've always said that in Amptill, you put anything new in Amptill, and the people there are going to say, oh, it doesn't look right in Amptill. But you've got to say, and I think when Sophie went into that shop yesterday, yeah. there wasn't one person What time in there. did she go in? Um, I think she was there for about 1.30 in the afternoon. Well, I mean, you know, it's a new peak biz. Time. It's <laughs> peak time. It I, is. I don't know where peak vaping time is. <laughs> well, well and, for a and coffee it, shop... And it may not work. Surely, surely, I mean, we should be um, celebrating independent small businesses, shouldn't we? When the high street is dying, mm -hmm. we should be saying, look, and it's not my thing, and I hate vapours. I really, honestly, I've got no time for the tour. I think they're the terrible, arrogant, smug people. But someone's trying to do something a little bit different. I've just yeah. been to their Facebook page. Their Facebook page is lovely. I mean, fair play to them, as you say. Fair it play looks, for and trying. It looks very stylish. It's all chalkboards. It's great. Amtil is not a cheap place to run a business. Now, mm. it, if you're thinking, how can we make a business work? If I was going into business in Amtil, I certainly would not be opening up a vape cafe. What, what business would you be opening up in Amtil, Jack? Okay, what I'll be doing yes, is boss. maybe opening up something like a, a traditional cafe with lots of traditional food. There's, it's a traditional there's, place. There's loads of those places in Amtil already. Yeah, but make one which is the best then. Well, well, no, hang on a minute. He's, gone for, he's, he's found what he thinks is a hole in mm. the market. Mm and he's trying to fill that hole. But there's nobody in there. Well, there wasn't... Well, maybe there will be today. We're, we're probably the best advertising they've had. <laughs> so if we're trying to get it shut down, then we're doing the wrong we're, thing. We're not trying to get it shut down, but, but locals there are saying it's a bit weird, and at the end of the day, if you're, if you're trying to get local people into your shop for your new business, and they're saying we're not going to be using it, it's weird, you're not off to a great start, are I you? never thought I'd be coming down on the side of vapists, <laughs> but today I think well, I am, you well, know. it's the arrogance, though, you see. Well, <laughs> 
arrogant. No, well, I've spoken to vapors before. The arrogance of the independent business. <laughs> not, not the business. But no. somebody said to me once, said, "I'm a vapist, and I go on planes, and yeah. when I go on planes, oh, I, I, can get, I can get away with it." I said, yeah. "How can you get away with it?" He said, "Well, if you if you blow into your bag, oh, no, he no, says no. you can hide the vapor in there." No, so, no so these people, if, if they <laughs> if they want to vape, they're going to do it where they want to anyway. They're probably not going to be going to a cafe to do it. They were um, uh, vaping in Legoland yesterday, which were I was—I didn't enjoy. I, I, the kids. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. There's a Japanese fella having a cheeky growler mm. by the remote-controlled cars. Anyway, Justin, I'll speak to you a bit later on. Thank you, boss. Your thoughts on that, please. I never thought I'd be sticking up for vapists. Ah! I think this cafe's quite a good idea. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's looking quiet so far on the speed sensors in High Wycombe. On the A404 Marlow Hill, there's some temporary traffic lights by the Leisure Centre at Marlow Road, so that could get busy later on. In St Albans on Hatfield Road, there's roadworks at Blandford Road, which could also cause some delays. And there are no delays so far this morning in Nielsen Keynes, but there are the roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout on the A421 Standing Way, so we're being told to expect delays there. On the trains, there are no major delays, but there are on the London Underground, so if you're getting the train into Moorgate, there are severe delays on the Hammersmith Smith and City line between Moorgate and Barking eastbound because of a signal failure. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16, it's Tuesday the 21st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Ampthill in Bedfordshire have expressed their shock over a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. And pupils at a school in Bedford have signed a letter to former students urging them to come back, saying improvements have been made. BBC Three Counties Radio. June the 5th is the first ever BBC Music Day, aiming to bring people together across the UK through their love of music. As part of the day, we're searching for local unsung heroes. Do you know someone who's giving a big musical contribution to their community? From supporting young musicians to leading a choir, anyone who's making a lasting difference in your area through music could be one of the five heroes chosen to receive a VIP invite to a major BBC Music event. Nominations for the BBC Music Day Local Unsung Heroes close on April the 24th. To find out more, search online for BBC Music Day. Dennis! Good morning. Oh, flip it. I thought you died then, Den. I thought I was going to win my tenner. I'm sitting here. You're doing what? Cogitating. Oh, <laughs> sitting and cogitating. Yeah. There's two difficult words to say. What have you got for us, Den? Well, you know the hour you're on about. Yes, between That's six and seven. Our secret, it's our secret club, guys. Yes. As it's between six and seven, and as it is a time when you get most of the gripes in the morning, why don't you call it sour? Sorry? Yes, you wanted the name for that hour. Call it Sour. Sour? Between S, it's between six and seven to start with, mm. and it's when you get all the gripes. You've j I've just been listening to people griping mm. about something. Yeah. Well, then call the hour Sour. Just say, God, it's, it's a sour. 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 Yeah. Sour. Yeah. Sour. Sour. Uh, oh, oh, all right, I'm going to put it on the board. Hang on a second. Where's me? It begins with an S, by the way. I know how to spell sour, you silly old <laughs> soap. Thank you, you, Dennis. 
You're griping already. Yes, <laughs> I am. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, Kath's not here this week, uh, but Lockers is. Lockers, have we got any Texas? Yeah, we have. Good what? morning. Good. How are you? <laughs> well, you know I am. We've been sat next to me in the office have upstairs I? the last oh, 40 right, minutes. So Snuffers says, what about the dower hour? Got that. Uh, you got that already? We had that one. I think we poo-pooed that one. All right. The poo-poo hour. Uh, what's your beef hour, Simon? Mmm. No. Morning Glory, Gary from Sandy. We've had that one, and it's it's riddled with innuendo. Right, and Ian, why not call the first hour of the show the Masarama Hour? Wendy in Hearts. Wendy, let me work out uh, what that means and uh, get back to you. Come on, let me hear you cry now. Justin had never heard. I do um, wonder whether Justin knows anything about music. He's never heard. He didn't know what Pictures of Lily was about by The Who. Oh, hang on. Ninety-six tears. He'd never heard of Question Mark and the Mysterians. And I know you hadn't. I didn't yeah. expect you to. And you got such joy when you typed in Question Mark and went, no, 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 it's an actual question, question mark. Question Mark. Made me happy. Other band names where punctuation is an important factor in their lives. 08459. <laughs> 105. <laughs> 
Five double five. Uh, we've had a couple more suggestions for the hour. Scott has suggested um, the Secret Lady Garden. Mm. He's also said if I opened a vape cafe, I'd call it Vape Canaveral. <laughs> Do you know why that's funny? No. But you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, and funny. that's all that matters. That's all. We Do didn't know why. Explain. We didn't know why Tommy uh, Cooper was funny, but we laughed. Yeah. yeah. Or Alice Cooper. Cape Canaveral. But we laughed. Cape Canaveral. What is that place? Wow! Yeah. Flipping heck! You're awesome. Your brain is. <laughs> your brain's got so much space in it. I want to fill your head. Go on then. Touch it. So, <laughs> what you meant? Now, have you ever written a love letter to an ex asking them to take you back? I did once when I was eighteen to carry it. it didn't work. Hmm. Well, that's what one lady did, but she did it to not a former partner, but to former pupils. Karen Parker, the head teacher of Robert Bruce Middle School, says she's turned the school around. Now faces the other way. <laughs> and wants the pupils who left to come back to it, but they'll have to go around the back because it's different. Kelly Betts joins me now. <laughs> Kelly, this is a bit unusual. Why did she feel the need to write this letter? Yeah, so I spoke to Karen yesterday and you'll be speaking to okay. her later, around 20 past seven. She said that after improvements were made to the school, the pupils had the idea to write the former pupils a letter. So it was something along the lines of, hey, we miss you. <laughs> uh, um, we're happier in the school now. We want you to come back. So Karen and the pupils wrote the letter and it was Signed by the head boy and head girl and mm. sent out to former people's homes. I, um, and I'm looking forward to speaking uh, to, to Karen, and I wish her the very best of luck, but if I, as a, a younger person, received a letter from the head boy, mm. uh, well, I, I would take, I would give it very short shrift, mm. I think. I would be drawing, uh, crying cactuses all over it. <laughs> uh, Robert Bruce Middle School hasn't been performing too well in the past, has it? No, for the past ten years it's been known for bullying, bullying and was described as inadequate. But it's uh, to become an academy and will take will be taken under the control and management of the Challenger Trust. You OK? Yep, you want to carry on? Yep. OK. Uh, Karen says the school has been struggling for more than a decade um, and it was cl classified by having serious weaknesses. But it's essential, she said, that we made the right choices at the right time and we ensure to get it back on well, track. Well, good for her. Mm -hmm. uh, has anyone come back to the school because of the letter? Yes. Ten people, apparently, so far have returned to the school. Uh, Karen, her teacher, said that Mark Lehane from the Bedford Free School, where some of the pupils went, have complained about the letters. But we spoke to him yesterday, and he sent us a statement that basically... Well, I can read it, if you like. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. shall I? Yeah. Morning, we were Mark. approached by a number of parents of our new students, concerned that letters had been sent directly to their children, suggesting they should come back to their old school. We shared these concerns on behalf of the families with Robert Bruce and considered the matter to have been dealt with. We enjoy good relations with all our feeder schools and look forward to welcoming more students from Robert Bruce and elsewhere this autumn. Are you it, all right? He's pwned her with that statement, basically. Yeah. Uh, we'll speak to Karen later on. I, I, you know, listen, I wish her the very best luck. And if she's turned that school around, then fan dabby dozy. Mm. But, um, yeah, if I got a letter from the head boy or the head girl, it would be uh, my response. Would you like that was the chair? Would you like to introduce the Beatles, Paperback Writer? Yes, this is Paperback Writer. By the Paperback Writer. Son is working. 
Facebook page has suggested the Doris Stokes Hour. I quite like that. Let's go to the kids who are working on the show and, and let's get their feedback. Uh, Kelly Kid, yes. who's Doris Stokes? Isn't she a famous psychic? Yes! Related to one of my friends. What yes. the heck? So you don't know what Cape Canaveral is, but you don't know one of the most important um, uh, scientific places in the world is, but you know a silly old woman who made up stuff. Mate, I can't know everything. All I'm saying. There's no excuse for that, Kelly. No excuse. Who's this? I've got literally no idea. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. In Borehamwood on the A1 southbound there are queues between the Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner and in Neasden on the North Circular Road it's starting to build up there between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and Wembley. In Buckingham though it's still looking quite quiet on London Road around the total roundabout but the temporary traffic lights there could cause some delays later on and looking at the train departure boards there's no reports of any delays there but if you're heading into London by train to Moorgate, there are severe delays on the Hammersmith and City Line eastbound to Barking. Is someone going to answer that Sma- phone? Smart the Rough, BBC that, Three Counties Radio. Was that, did I hear a phone ringing? No. The doorbell? There's actually not a phone ringing. What was it? And I can't hear anything. I heard something. Oh God, I think my tinnitus Locked is getting out. worse. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents in Amptill in Bedfordshire have expressed their shock over a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. The captain and a crew member of the migrant ship which capsized off Libya at the weekend, killing up to 800 people, have been arrested in Italy. And pupils at a school in Bedford have signed a letter to former students urging them to come back, saying improvements have been made. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons could move into an automatic promotion position in League One tonight if they beat Doncaster at Stadium MK and Preston slip up at Notts County. Just a point separates the two clubs. Dons boss Carl Robinson is in buoyant mood. I just think it's a, it's a great time and there's no... I'm being honest, OK, yeah, there's, there's an anxiousness, there's a nervousness, but there's an excitement as well because... I think well, we eight points behind them just a few weeks ago, and we've, we're now one. And I think that's a, just that in itself is, a, is, is to be applauded by the players. And there's full commentary on MK Dons versus Doncaster in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. In League Two, Wickham's two rivals for the third automatic promotion place, Berry and Southend, meet in the northwest. Berry are two points behind Wickham, with Southend a further point back. England's cricketers start the second test in the West Indies today. Here's Jonathan Agnew. Alistair Cook acknowledges that England must overcome the disappointment of failing to win in Antigua and at the same time prevent the West Indies from profiting from any psychological boost they might have brought with them here to Grenada. Certainly a lack of penetration is an issue. Moen Alley looks likely to return at Treadwell's expense and though the pitch was wet yesterday there's still a lot to be said for the leg spinner Rashid replacing Jordan. Runs at the top of the order is an issue with Trot set to continue as Cook's opening partner while West Indies are likely to play their leg spinner Bishu. And at the World Snooker Championships five times champion Ronnie O'Sullivan begins his crucible campaign today when he takes on the debutant Craig Stedman. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 555 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I think I just blocked... There's a young lady who keeps um, uh, uh, tweeting me every time I play a Paul McCartney or a Beatles song. And I was going to reply to her, I'm playing them just to annoy you. And I think I might have blocked her by mistake. So she's going to think I'm, I'm uh, furious. And now, I'm tr- now this is what I do uh, for you, dear listener. I'm now trying to find out how I can get a list of all the people I've blocked. So I can see if I've blocked her. What? Kels? Beef? As long as you've just blocked her. Sorry? As long as you've just blocked her. Well, I think, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how to find out. This, this app here should twirl me, twirl me how to see who I've uh, blocked, but it, it, oh God, let me play this. If we 
Good morning, sir. can't see if I've blocked. Young lady, young lady, is it Jane or Jade? I don't know. Can you get, um, send me like, an email and I'll, with your... Because if I block you, I don't mean to block you. It wasn't, I didn't mean to block her, just. Boss, yeah. I can handle this one for you. Yes, boss. The lady you're talking about is a young lady called Chrissy, correct? That's it, Chrissy. Chrissy, Chrissy. What's Chrissy's Twitter name? Uh, I don't know. Oh, flipping it. I can help you out here. I'll tell you why, because I can tell you a good story here. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, before you do... Mm. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning to you, sir. Good morning. <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? Uh, around a year ago, I was in Tesco's in Hemel. So far, not the greatest start. Okay. It's hardly of Peter Ustinov quality. Okay, let me get there. Let me get there. A young lady comes up to me and she shakes my hand. That young lady is from my town. Her name is Chrissy. Oh. A week later, her boyfriend comes up to me and asks me for a selfie in the local gym. Oh. We go to the same gym. Would you like me to ask her boyfriend, has <laughs> Ian blocked her? It's quite a long way round. I'm hoping yeah. she just sends me an email with her name on it and I can um, unblock her if that's what I've done. Chrissy, if you're listening, get in touch. Get in touch. Good morning, sir. There we go. John McQuarrick. There we go. All right, now, let's, um, it's, uh, um, oh, hang on, I've, I've really got to sort these out. Hang on. What's some Zanglers? No, we're not playing that. Um, ah. Only two today, but they're good ones. Good. They're good ones. I'm all ears. I give out the headline. You guys have got to try and tell me what it is. The second one of these, Justin, will be um, what I'd like you to take to the streets this morning. I'm going to go to the home of Ragging Around this morning. Hey! Are you going to Ollie Martin's house? No, not Ollie Martin's house. He's uh, yet to invite me. Uh, I'll be going to House and Regis this morning, so look out for me in House and Regis. No, I've not blocked... Oh, I've muted her. There we go. She's unmuted. It's sorted. (laughs) It's sorted, although I, I should block her. Right, <laughs> here we go. So, the first one of two is his numbers up. His numbers up. What's the story, Let's start with you, Justin. His numbers up. His, his numbers up. And his, his this numbers. Is, this is not a clue. Certainly a lack of penetration is that an is issue. not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a clue. clue. Um, his numbers. Um, I'm gonna go for... His numbers up. His can, numbers Can I say up. something really rude? Please do, Justin, yeah. Okay. I think it's got to do... I think this is something to do... Yeah. ...with his size. His numbers up. Has he broken a world record or something? His size of... You know what. Um, certainly up. a lack of penetration is an issue. Uh, it's nothing to do with that. Kelly Betts, his number's up. His number's up. This is a good one. We finish at nine. His num... Who? Sorry? Is it just a random person? Let's go to Matthew. <laughs> I want my detail. You can't... It's the headline. It's the game. Is I give his you the numbers headline. Up. If his number's up, it usually means bad things, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yep. OK, so... 
I don't know, he's a fraudster, he's being caught. He's a benefits cheat. Think, no, right, Kelly, right. think just numbers. Where, where else would numbers be involved in your life? Your go's finished, Matt, so you can put down your, your thinking face. Uh, Kelly, where else would numbers be involved? What 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 numbers would you oh, what, what I know. come up? Oh, I know exactly what this story is. Yeah? It's a sexy math teacher. No, it's not. Oh. A Buddhist monk... Close. ..has been stealing corpses and cutting their heads off for magic rituals to help win the lottery in Thailand. Wow. wow. I don't know how none of us got that. What What do you do? <laughs> What's your good luck charm? <laughs> <laughs> that, has he actually won the lottery? No, no, no he yet. hasn't. I okay. was going to say lottery... Well, you didn't, though, mate. Yeah, I did, I did. Now, this one's going to cry a little bit of acting. Agrophobic! Agrophobic! <laughs> Let's start with you, Kelly. Agrophobic! This is a brilliant one. Is it about a spider? No, because oh, no, that would be... Arachnophobic! <laughs> But please carry on. Agrophobic. Is it someone who's scared of screams? Matt. Uh, small small spaces. <laughs> no, that's claustrophobic. <laughs> no, it's a minute. What's what's no? Wait, no, I can't Google it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> Justin, this, this will is... be our phone okay. in, and this will be what I'd like you to take to the streets. <laughs> This is somebody who has a phobia, clearly. <laughs> well and, done, okay. Justin, yes! <laughs> but oh, it's somebody... He's, so, he's, he's spot on! Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But can you get the rest of the story? Okay, it's it somebody, it so special. somebody who's got a phobia, and this phobia makes them so aggravated that, that when he sees whatever mm. he's scared of, he starts attacking people. Why is nobody going... It's Obviously, it's a pun on agrophobic. What does I'll agrophobic say, mean? It's getting aggravated. No. Let's try again. What does agrophobic mean? Guys? It means small spaces. That's claustrophobic! No, it's not, is it? No. <laughs> agrophobic is the complete opposite. Wide open spaces. Uh, An agrophobic right. gran means she's scared of wide open spaces. Left her home for only the third time in ten uh. years. And plunged down a manhole. <laughs> <laughs> that hole took her breath away. <laughs> Janet Fall, pronounced Fall. Oh, oh, her last name's Fall. <laughs> Janet Fall <laughs> suffered a suspected broken leg in the tumble. The grandmother of four, 57, she looks a lot older than that, says she was getting over her fear of going outside, but the fall has set her back years. Oh. Shouldn't laugh, it's a mental illness, but still. She said, I was helping a friend reverse out of a car park and there was a wooden pallet in the way. I moved it. Never in my life did I think there was a hole underneath. Uh. The next thing I remember is the pain. It was awful. This bit's not funny. I fell and smashed my face on oh. the pallet and was in the hole with blood all over me. Oh, dear. Oh dear. Poor Horrible. lass. Poor lass. Um... Poor lass. <laughs> then it gets a bit more... Um, so, yes, an agrophobic ground has left her home for only the third time in ten years and plunged down a manhole. Justin, mm. I mean, you can either do what you're scared of, although I do like what have you fallen in, down, on, yeah. off, out of. 
Well, I think we can do both. You, could we do a two-in-one special? Because <laughs> that worked so well <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, and lots of compliments on the streets saying, how did you do those two things in one? OK. Justin, you take it to the streets? I would, boss. Cheers, Liz. Speak to you later on. is the telephone number. How could you not know what agoraphobic means? Is there a picture of her? Can I see a picture of her? Well, her face is all battered, mate. I don't know why you'll see a picture of a battered <laughs> grandmother. I mean, if that's your... If that yeah, floats yeah. Your I'm going to come in and find that. Yeah, I'm going to come in. No, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. No, Matt. No, Matt, you're actually stay. not. Just stay. Stay there. Calm stay down. Here. Dispensable me. You've you seen this one. You are dispensable, yeah. You, you are. Look, you're gone. You've seen this one, haven't you, Kelly? Is this the sexy maths teacher? No! Are you going to talk about him at all? Well, why do you want to talk about the sexy maths teacher? It's all I can think of. Sums, subtraction, mm. addition, <laughs> multiplication. 69 plus... Oh, no, hang on. Square root. <laughs> Sorry? Square root. No, this is brilliant. This is the lad. You know those um, rip-off machines, the claw, where you put the pound <laughs> oh, in? Yeah, this is the amazing. best picture ever. Page nine of the sum. So it's one of those rip-off machines with the claw. They're greased with butter. It's someone gets paid uh, every morning to go and put butter on the, the, the claw. So you're never going to grab the things. Um, uh, yeah, well, a young lad... Talk about claw and order. A lad tried to grab a minion toy... Banana! ..from a crane machine at an arcade and... ..and it pulled him inside, I don't <laughs> think it... But this boy has climbed into it. Henry Howes, four, was given a pound by his mum to try and win a cuddly character from the Despicable Me films. But he reached inside after it fell short and slipped all the way in. Amazing. St well, here's the thing. Staff at Snowdome in Tamworth freed him after 30 minutes looking for the keys. She should have just put a quid in <laughs> and picked him up. But if he got in, could he not get out? Oh, uh, there's a picture of him. Flat. There's a picture of him stood in the machine looking really sad. Now, oh. what that means is, his mum was wetting herself. Yep. Let me get me phone. <laughs> Let me stay there, Henry. I'm going to get me phone. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Blimey, Trav's not there yet. What's, um, what's going on? Um, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? Uh, oh, no, that's weather. Weather have called in before travel. That's, um... We're wait the reason we're waiting is we're waiting for travel to finish another BBC local radio station. You know, like, like we're, we're not the most important thing on her agenda. Here she is. Let's get the travel. <laughs> oh, already? Yeah, well, oh, yeah, well, about 30 seconds ago. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's beginning to look quite slow between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. And in Neeson on the North Circular Road, that's looking very slow between the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover and uh, between that and Wembley. In Buckingham, it's still looking quite quiet on London Road at the total roundabout. And having a look at the speed sensors, uh, it's not looking too bad in High Wycombe through the roadworks by the Leisure Centre. On the trains, there are no reports of any major problems, but there are still severe delays on the Hammersmith and City Line eastbound between Moorgate and barking because of a signal failure. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.46.
It is uh, Tuesday the 21st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Ampthill in Bedfordshire have expressed their shock over a vape cafe which has opened for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. And pupils at a school in Bedford have signed a letter to former students urging them to come back, saying improvements have been made. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Another chilly start across all three counties this morning. It looks unlikely there's too much in the way of frost, but places like Woburn down at minus one, so there will be one or two spots which has just a sparkle or two, but it's not going to last for long. The sun's up, it's blue sky, sunshine, it's going to feel warm as well. By the end of the afternoon, we're looking at a maximum of around 18 Celsius, so really feeling quite pleasant. Overnight tonight, uh, again, once the sun sets, the temperature's going to fall away. A cold night as it's clear. Could see a bit of mist and fog in the uh, dawn tomorrow morning morning with a bit of low cloud. Most places staying around four, but it's possible again in the countryside we could see temperatures dip a little further. So again, potentially maybe a bit of grass frost. Now for tomorrow morning, again, a chilly start. There is going to be more cloud. It's not wall-to-wall sunshine tomorrow, but we'll still get some, some nice sunny spells. But because of the cloud, it is going to be that little bit cooler. We're looking at a maximum of 14 Celsius for Wednesday, and that's your forecast. The general election on the BBC. As May the 7th approaches, we're cutting through the jargon. To understand what the policies really mean for us here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. We're asking the questions you want answered. Keeping you up to speed with events on television, radio and online. And delving deeper into the issues where we live. Election 2015 on the BBC. Making it clear. For more details, go to bbc.co.uk slash election 2015. I'll have it, but it wasn't what I expected.
Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Um, most of the music you played this morning's been from before the advent of CDs. Yes, it has. It's all been and, old music today, yes. And vinyl sales are on the way up again. Yeah. So why don't you call the first hour the vinyl frontier? Oh, oh, sir, you're a dirty boy, and I like that dirt. Uh, well, it, it could be slightly misleading in that we, uh, we only really play vinyl on a Friday morning. Mm. When we do properly play the old vinyl, so that might be something for um, uh, for, 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 for for Fridays. Kelly, the yeah. rest of the week though, mm. not really going to work. I, I think as the BBC, we have to be so accurate with our descriptions that well, it might be slightly misleading. Just a thought, but uh, also, why don't you have a TV theme of the day? As we've oh. made so many L Street programs. Oh yeah, go, go on. Give, for example, well, man in a suitcase. Oh, hang on a minute. Prisoner. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I've got I've got to sort out my hotkeys, because I've got all of these um, somewhere. Here we go, yes. Was that made at L Street, Magnum PI? No, that was made in Hawaii. Ah, made in Hawaii. That was made in Hawaii. Uh, uh, Graham, thank you very much indeed. Uh, oh, there's a story in the Express. Just to flag up, Kelly. Yes. I think I might be sick in a minute. Oh. Just to flag that up. Excellent. Got, got the sweats. Oh, oh do you want some water? No. Cuddle? No. Punch? I want a toilet bowl to lean and indeed heave Pregnant? over. Could be. Uh, quiet or I'll kidnap your chickens. Oh. A residence, this is, I mean, it, this guy just looks like the kind of guy that you would not want to have living next to you. A resident's decision to keep a noisy menagerie of 30, 38 chickens. 15 parrots, five pheasants, half a dozen budgies and a finch in his terraced home has caused a, a, a flap among his neighbours. The din from Brian Boyes' home, which starts each day at dawn, has even driven one long-suffering neighbour to threaten to kidnap his chickens and hold them to ransom. He lives in a tiny um, terraced house, and then you look inside his house and you know exactly what that smells like. It's gonna stink. And his back garden, dear God in heaven, look at that. Tim Wilson, who lives opposite, said he'd been forced to consider such extreme action because he can no longer bear... He's got a bear? ..the birds crowing, screeching and even shouts of good morning from the parrots. He said, I've got a recording of a cock. Gosh. Crowing 72 times in 12 minutes. Can you imagine what's that, what that's like? Yes, I can. Hellish. Nightmarish. Awful. The, fift, the 56-year-old has collected signatures from 27 neighbours. Well, that's not really um, masses, is it? However, defiant Mr Boyes, 68 who lives alone with the birds, insisted they were popular with most residents. People round here love my birds, he said. There was even a coach party of pensioners going from Glasgow to Blackpool who stopped off to see them. Flippin' heck. School kids also stand outside talking to the parrots, which talk back. Boys, girls, come on, don't talk. Leave those parrots alone. It's just, I mean, it looks, it looks hellish. Good morning. Oh, Gaston's on the line from Australia. Good morning, Gaston. Good morning, Ian. How hey, are you? I feel like, I think I'm going to throw up in a minute, Gaz. But apart from that, I feel like I've got the sweats. Oh. My tongue is, I've got, my tongue is sweating. 
Mm. You did ask. Okay. You did ask. Yes. And you yes. got the answer. What you got for us, Gaston? I and I'm not too good today. What's wrong, um, fella? Last night I was at the pub and um, yeah, they have horse betting. Horse betting next to the pub. Here. Horse betting yeah. races next to the pub. Gosh. No, no, no. Just uh, like agents what? that you bet through. All right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and um, so I put some money down. The, the horse's name kind of uh, stood out to me, so I put a bit of money down and I lost it all. Oy. So uh, I've I've been in a bad mood, but I've, I've called today because I want to want to take it back, yeah, well, uh, and I need you guys' help. What you want? I'm not going to give you any money. How much money did you lose? I'm going to let you get the money, Ian. I just want to see them go down. I lost uh, what? $150. So what's that? About 85 pence, isn't it? Well, I don't know That's what the Australian correct. dollar is worth. You. What, you want me to go and kill someone in Australia? Are you nuts, mate? I mean, it's a tempting mission. <laughs> Ian, uh, I think we can work with the time difference here. OK. Now, oh. as, as you may be aware, the FA Cup final is fast approaching. Oh, I'm very aware. It's ticked off in my diary. Remind me when it is? Uh, the 29th. Yep, OK. Yep, yep, yep. Arsenal yep. Aston Villa. That's the one. Now, I'm, I'm seven hours ahead of you guys. I believe. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to receive that information seven hours in advance. Yeah. Now, if I call you back and oh. tell you the result, right? You could put down a wager yeah. of your your choice. Okay. And it's a sure bet. But then why would I? Okay, so I, I win a lot of money. Then what do I do? And you keep it. I I just want to see these big gambling oh. companies go down. And where, where does the murder come into this, Gaston? Because that's the bit that's really got me excited. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure I've got guts for that, to be honest. Yeah, you, you, listen, mate. I, listen, Gaston, you're playing with the big boys here, mate. Either there's a murder involved or I'm not, I'm not interested, all right? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's right, Gaston. Can you believe that, Kelly? What? What? So, see, he knows I'm a professional hitman, right? Yeah. He wants me to go and make a bet involving time travel? <laughs> Is that guy a loser or what? Jeez! Thank you, Gaston. There's a brilliant picture in the uh, the mirror. The maths teacher. No, the maths oh. teacher is not part of today's show, Kelly okay. Betts. No, it's um, uh, a man with a bull's horn up his bum. What? Ouch! Uh, that looks like a bullseye. <laughs> One man's bull is run is cut. This is that thing where they let the bulls run and then everyone teases it. Ha ha ha! One man's bull run is cut painfully short as the beast decides to butt in by goring him straight in the backside. The runner was sprinting ahead of... Horns made of hair. Horns are compacted hair, aren't they? I don't know. I thought they were like ivory or something. That's elephant's tusk. No, oh, whatever. Uh, a horn is hair, isn't it? I'm sure a horn is hair. The runner was sprinting ahead of the animal on a Spanish street as part of local celebrations, but it floored him. The bull took aim as he tried to scramble to his feet. Yeah, oh, indeed. Look at that right up his jacksie. He said uh, when a fighter is injured, he feels very happy. Hmm. Well, that's, um, that's certainly something to, uh, to ponder on. 08459 455555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking much busier on the M25. It's slow anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And it's also looking quite busy at Junction 16 for the M40. In Borenwood on the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Holiday Inn southbound towards the Stirling Corner. And it's still looking OK in Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way at the Kingston Roundabout. But there are roadworks there which could cause some delays later on this morning. On the train departure boards, there's no problems showing up there and no reports uh, now of any delays on the London Underground. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. So this uh, vape cafe in uh, Amptill, we've just had a tweet from someone who says, who, who's shocked about it? I haven't met anyone in Amptill who is. Probably just the same few plebs. Well, surprisingly, and guys, you know my feelings on vapists. I just have so little time for them, but I, 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 I think this is actually quite a good idea. Your thoughts, please. And what have you fallen down, in, off, in? 08459 555 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, anger over vape cafe in Bedfordshire town. Labour highlights staff shortages at Bedford and Buckinghamshire hospitals and school pupils appeal to former classmates to come back. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in the Bedfordshire town have expressed their shock over a vape cafe which has opened for users of e-cigarettes. Staff at the Vapor Shop in Amptill say they help their customers to choose the right nicotine strength, but people living there have expressed doubts. Amptill is a surprising place to put a vape shop. I mean, I've lived here most of my life. So I don't think it's right. It doesn't fit Amptill yeah. the way it looks, the way the place looks. People I work with, they, they kind of find it a bit weird. It doesn't suit the people. I don't think they're going to get a lot of business at shop anyway, so they won't be here for long. I don't think it will last. Ed Miliband is to promise that a future Labour government would provide a 1,000 more training places for nurses during its first year. Labour say nearly one in three NHS trusts were investigated over staffing levels last year, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. Meanwhile, the former Prime Minister, Sir John Major, is to join the Conservative election campaign today. He'll warn that a Labour government supported by the SNP would favour Scotland at the expense of the rest of the UK. The captain and a crew member of the migrant ship which capsized off Libya at the weekend, killing up to 800 people, have been arrested in Italy. They were detained when a Coast Guard ship carrying survivors arrived in Sicily. Pupils at a school in Bedford have pleaded with some of their former fellow students to come back after they moved to other schools in the town, including the nearby free school. A letter was signed by the head boy and girl of Robert Bruce Middle School. More from Gail Sanderson. Head teacher Karen Parker says the idea of the letter was not hers, but she did endorse it, saying it was important to give children a voice. The letter described how much the school had improved and how it was stamping out bullying. Bedford Free School said no pupils moved back to their old school as a result of the letter. An independent investigation is underway following the death of a detainee at Yarlswood Immigration Centre in Bedfordshire yesterday. A Home Office spokesman said the inquiry would be carried out by the Prisons and Probation Ombudsman. The father of a St Albans man murdered in Watford five years ago says he'd like to ask the killer what happened to his son's body. 34-year-old Murray Thompson went missing in April 2010. Two years later, James Evans 
Evans from Watford was convicted of his murder, but he's never revealed where Murray's body is. Murray's father, Tony, says he'd like to ask him face to face. If I could speak to him, it would be helpful. You know, he might appreciate, you know, we're only trying to do what's best for his friends and family. He's there, he's, nothing's going to change for him, but it would certainly help us if he would be able to tell us something. The consumer organisation Witch is calling for a full investigation of special offers and promotions by supermarkets. It says customers cannot tell how much products actually cost. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons continue their League One promotion challenge at home to Doncaster tonight and England's cricketers start the second test in the West Indies today. The weather, a cold start, but then another dry sunny day, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, guys. Well, if you missed the fun hour, it's all downhill from here. Seriously, six till seven is where it's at. I got two turntables and a microphone. I mean, really, guys, guys, vaping. What have you fallen down, in, out of, on? Oh, I've got, I got my, my blooming um, debit card was cloned the other day. The cheeky so-and-so has tried to spend 12 grand. I haven't got 12 grand. Oh, I was so annoyed. And then I, they phoned me up. The people cloning my card phoned me up. 08459 555555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. By the way, guys, you all heeded my advice. Legoland was empty yesterday. It was empty. It was wonderful. We had a great time. The weather was beautiful. There's one problem I've got with Legoland. Well, I don't like Lego. Two problems I've got with Legoland. They have this big water bit where kids can go. It's got slides and stuff. But the water's really cold. It's not heated. They don't heat the water. It's freezing water. So it was a sunny day. But it was, and the kids were shivering, <laughs> freezing. Oh. And I went into, I took my shoes off and went and had a little pack. It was cold. It was like cold. It's like having an ice shower. What? Why so, have they done that? Well, you'd think they heat. Come on, guys. You're making all that money from Lego bricks. Heat the water up. Apart from that, it was uh, it was a very nice day. That's nice. Thank you. Apart from the, the fact that during the, there, I got I had ten pounds in my pocket, um, and the other hand was given a peace sign. <laughs> I love that. Thank song. you so much. <laughs> and um, uh, then I got a phone call or a text saying, "Oh, your card's been cloned. We're going to stop it." So I was stranded. Wow. I was stranded in Legoland. Son's money. Didn't have a passport or nothing. They should make a film about that. Yeah, they they will do one day. They will do just like that film about that fellow that got stuck between two rocks and had to cut his arm off. It was as tough as that. 08459 455 555. Now, Amped Hill, known for its history, its market, the pole dancing club, tattoo parlour, and now a vape cafe. It's a place where you can go and smoke e-cigarettes. Well, some residents are a little bit unhappy with it. Amped Hill is a surprising place to put a vape shop. I've walked past it a couple of times and I've never seen anyone in there. Your initial reaction when I told you that it opened up was... Yuck. <laughs> you were quite strongly against it, I'm a smoker you? as well. And yet you still think it's a bad idea? Yeah, I do. It's, it's just encouraging people to keep smoking. Because, I mean, I've lived here most of my life. So I don't think it's right. Amptils are quiet, sort of, and, well, fashion town, you know. 
We don't, don't need that sort of thing. You'll be alright in Kettering. I'm from Kettering. <laughs> Bedford, yes. Not, not Luton. Luton, yeah. Yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, anywhere else. It doesn't necessarily fit. It doesn't fit until yeah. the way it looks, the way the place looks. People that I work with, they, they kind of find it a bit weird. They're sort of thinking that the people that live here won't be very happy with it. I know that a couple of years ago oh, they, they tried to set up a tattoo shop and they've closed down now but people weren't very happy with the tattoo shop here anyway. I don't think it very it, it suits the environment, doesn't suit the people, I don't think they're going to get a lot of business at that shop anyway so they won't be here for long. I don't so. think it will last. It won't no, last. No, regular listeners will know, I've, I've got no time, for, I don't like vapists, I don't like vaping, uh, I, I think there's an arrogance but... I think this is a. I, I think this is a good idea that this shop is here, um, and that people can do it there and, and can get the advice. Ian Quinn is the owner of the shop. Morning, Ian. Good morning. Now tell me, uh, what's your shop called, and describe exactly what happens within. Um, it's called Am- Amsel Vapor Cafe. Right. Um, and what is basically been placed there because um, uh, we're, here, we're there to sort of educate people on vaping. Well, it's not, well, come on, Ian. Now, let's not be silly. It's not to educate people. It's, it's, it's a business. It's for you to make money. I mean, yeah, obviously, it's, yeah. a bit, you know, it's a business opportunity, but yeah. it's a good one. It's one from the heart. Um, but vaping, actually, I switched to vaping three and a half years ago, and I'm from Amtill. Um, and we have shops in Luton and Leighton Buzzard. And it's a, it's, a, it's a cafe, so I could go in, Could I get food and drink? How does that work? No, it's a cafe in, in the fact that we're developing our own um, coffee. Oh, oh. So it's going to be the vapour coffee. Uh, caffeine is obviously, uh, coffee's a, it cleanses the palate, so it helps you um, taste things better. Coffee cleanses the palate? It does. Is there science behind that? There is, yes. Well, blimey, it makes my palate taste of, well, I don't know, coffee. Uh, why, why vaping, Ian? Why they do it? Well, it, it all stems back to me, to be, for, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, I was a smoker, 30, 40 a day. Um, I tried the patches, I tried everything else. And um, one day, in, uh, when I was living in Dorset, someone came in my kitchen and gave me uh, one of these vapor, vaporizers. And uh, I've, not, I've not looked back. I mean, I, I, it's so good, that's why I'm here, that's why we do what we do. Um, but but uh, you, you're still addicted, though, aren't you? That's the thing. Yes, I am, yeah. Well, I'm addicted to nicotine, which is the least um, harmful part of a cigarette. But it's still addicted to drugs. I tell you one of my problems with vaping, Ian, and by the way, surprisingly, I'm on your side with this cafe, and I I think everybody who's saying uh, it shouldn't be there is just a, you know, um, uh, a nimby. But not everybody, a lot of them are. Uh, The the, the thing I don't like about vaping is it does uh, normalise addiction, doesn't it? Well... There is that, and I don't want my, I don't want my kids thinking that that's all right. That, that's no, my no, problem. No, no, no. That's, that, that, that's that's all good and well. I understand that completely. Um, but we do five levels of nicotine: zero, six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four. If you but if you like blowing smoke, then fair enough. You can do that. You can do it with or without nicotine. Yeah. Um, but but the point is, um, we don't sell the ones that look like cigarettes. Right. This, is, this is a vape shop. Um, they're, they're quite abnormal. We start with the pens. The, you know, the little pens that you get, but they do not look like cigarettes. No, the, 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 but when you see these people with these... Come on, Ian, you know, they do look a little bit poncy, don't they? Well... Come yeah, on, you well, know when, they when do. I brought, when, when, I, when I first brought them up, because I was running them up uh, up the country from um, from the south coast, um, from another shop, yeah. and just giving them to my friends, that everybody was like, no, that'll never catch on, that'll never catch on, that looks weird. But to be honest with you, that because they're so effective, yeah. um, it's... Effective at what? Effective at giving up the the, the dirty cigarettes. Well, there's a story in the papers today, isn't there? E-cigs can only help you quit if you use them every day. Smokers turning to e-cigarettes in a bid to quit should use them every day, say experts. Occasional use does not help. 
No, well, there, there is that, but then again, occasional use of a, of a nicotine patch does not help. And also, we don't we don't quite know, do we, Ian, the, 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 the potential damage that there might be in vaping. There are more and more studies out coming out saying, well, actually, you know, that we, we don't know 100% what's in there and just how, how healthy or unhealthy it may be. Oh, well, actually, we do. Do Well, you, yeah, we you, do. Think, you think you do. Well, they do. They do. Been th- there have been three stories in the past month where people, have, where scientists have said, well, we, d- we don't know the long-term effects. You don't know the long-term effects, do you? Well, look, these cigarettes, this, this way of doing it has been around for quite some time. It's just it's coming to the forefront. Um, so there are studies that are ongoing that have been going on for quite some time that suggest that it's far better for you than smoking. And that's a fact. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it may, it, well, it, it may be that it's far better for you than smoking, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not bad for you, does it? No, it doesn't, but it's, at least it's a step in the right direction. Well, uh, I'm not sure I buy it. That's like saying, well, I've cut down from heroin, but I'm, 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 I'm just smoking a lot of grass now, and that's OK. You know, it's, you're st- it's still... Uh, it, it, it is still addictive, and, and we don't know the long-term effects, do we? But, well, <coughs> we, we don't know... What we do is that little cough there, Ian? They don't... <laughs> little, you've got a little cheeky smokers coughing. No, that's, well, that's, a, that's a pollen coming out because of the lovely sunshine. Oh, no. Um, what we do know is that the carbon oxide, the main killers in cigarettes, are not in within. within yeah, but there's di- there's different things in in in, um, in in these. Listen, have you how long has the shop been open? It's been open since Good Friday. Okay, and how's it going? It's going very well. And have you had have you spoken to the locals? Have you had any um, argy bargy? No, but before we opened up, um, a lot of it, I'm from Amtil um, originally, so you know I'm, I'm, I know quite a lot of people over there. Yeah, um, but. A lot of people were saying that all oh, oh, the tattoos has been run out, or, or you know, the strip club. I said, well, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to help people stop doing something bad, if you like. Um, and I was quite surprised to hear uh, what I heard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, that's Amtel for you. But we're only here to do good. Well, that, Ian, I'm not letting you get away. You're not there to do good. You're there to perpetuate addiction and make money. <laughs> Come on, you know it. But that is not true. At the end of the day, right. like I say, okay. I, 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 I suffered from smoking for, for many, many years. Yeah. I don't anymore. Um, and it's just another way of dealing with it. So, yeah. and that's why it's there. OK. Ian, listen, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, mate. Thanks well. very much indeed. Oh three. And what's the phone number in this place? Oh eight four five nine. Four double five five double five is the phone number. You, who's got text? You got text? Kelly Betts. Hey, Kelly Betts. Matthew Lockwood. Hello, Kath. Uh, this week, which means I am officially, for the first time ever, I'm the oldest person working on the show. Yeah. Which is great news. Mary. Although Matt Farley. feels like he's the oldest person working on the show. <laughs> Mary in Farley Hill says, as she has a radio on in both the bedroom and in the kitchen. Oh, so for um, uh, eating food and making love. Yes, that actually means you've got eight listeners, not nine. I'm afraid that's not how it works. Good effort, and I appreciate... Oh, yeah, no, it is how it works. We go down to eight. All right, brilliant, thanks. Uh, Someone else is texting. They've just checked out Magic for two minutes and dropped in on a conversation about earlobe bras. So... Earlobe bras? uh, Yep. Now, that sounds like the kind of... That's the kind of... Yeah, we need to up our game a bit. Seriously. That's the kind of stuff that I like to uh, have a little piece of. An earlobe yeah, bra. Yeah, I wonder what... What are these things? They're like? bras for earlobes. I'm going to Google that. OK, guys, well, I'll just Let's carry on doing the show then, yeah, shall yeah, I, while you, you go on the internet. Flipping heck! See what I'm working with? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Kelly? It's good. OK, I'll... that's great. Um, 81333, start your text, uh, 3C. Uh, I, I will tell you my story about how my card was cloned yesterday. You know what happens. But then they were cheeky enough to phone me up. 
and try and get a few more details out of me. And I was I was in Legoland. I was I was not having the best of times in Legoland. Six hours I spent in Legoland yesterday. Six hours. And do you know what? I was being good dad, right? Because normally I get really ratty in these places, and I normally say, right, we're going. And um, every time my boy said they wanted to do something, I went. First of all, I went, no, we're going. And then I went, all right, yeah, go on then. Oh, we want to go on the. We want to go on the. Tra- yeah, go on then. We want to go and look at the the model village. I hate that bit. It's so boring. And we. What? That's yeah. the best part of it, surely. No, there's rides there, mate. That's the old part of it. Yeah, but they're not made out of Lego, though, are they? That's cheating, really. Well, it, it is cheating in many ways, but I wouldn't want to go on a ride that was made out of Lego. <laughs> well, I would, actually. Yeah, I know you would, mate, because you are a plum. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also, looking at the M1 on the cameras, it's looking quite busy between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. On the A1M southbound, it's very slow between Junction 8 for Hitchin and around at the turning for the A602. And in Roxton, the A1 Great North Road is starting to look quite busy now at the Black Cat Roundabout. And the approach southbound from St. Neots Junction is looking very slow as well. On the train departure boards, the 740 service from Luton to Seven Oaks is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.16. It is uh, Tuesday the 21st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Ampthill in Bedfordshire have expressed their shock over a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. And pupils at a school in Bedford have signed a letter to former students urging them to come back, saying improvements have been made. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Laura. Morning, Ian. Oh, you're very perky. I am. Been up since six. Oh, flipping heck. It's... And I have been listening to you in the first hour. It's good, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is the best hour. To... Now, without giving away too much detail, tell these losers that tune in from seven why they should listen from six. Because you get to hear about different things that you don't hear about uh, at seven o'clock. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm se- I am seriously considering getting some laminated membership cards printed up. <laughs> I need to look into it. If I, if I can do it, it doesn't cost me too much. Then I'm going to get some made up. Anyway, Laura, do you, do you know the problem is about between six and seven though? Yeah. Everybody's doing little bits and pieces like jobs and things. Yeah. Like that's when you go in the shower. That's yeah. when you make the bed and things. And yeah. that, that's why you're not having any people bringing you up. Well, which the thing is, <laughs> since I said it was an exclusive club, we're getting loads of people ringing up. Yeah. They're mainly coming up with rubbish names for the for the hour. <laughs> but wait, we can't discuss that. That's the, the, but these these people oh, sorry, don't deserve yeah. that. Oh yeah, we're after seven now. Sorry. Yes, exactly. Go on, Laura. What have we got? <laughs> Lego Land. Yes. Oh, well, I, it's lovely. I, I think it's really good, especially for younger children that haven't quite progressed to Thought Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the old towers. We went um, 
Good Friday. Oh, I bet that was busy. Well, we oh. double bluffed everybody because oh. that was the colder, wet day. Now, oh. that was a bad move yeah. because um, I didn't realise it was a British water park. What? <laughs> did you not? Uh, did, did you go there thinking, wait a minute, is this a water park in Britain? Which be cause British water? I know it's got. I've been. I know it's got water in it, but is, I, I wouldn't cast that as a water park. There's water everywhere. Everything you go on has got. Is Not everything you go on. Oh, there's the. But there's. Work. Hang on. Let's go through it. There's the the little motorised boats. There's yeah. the fairy tale um, kind of ride. Yeah. There's and, the fire engines. Oh, I hate the fire engines because you've got <laughs> the kids there, don't do it. How old are your kids, Laura? Um, uh, eight and ten. Yeah, so they wouldn't have done anything on that flipping fire engine except for aiming the hose. It's the parents <laughs> that do all the pumping off. Um, and then there's the the rubber that big rubber ring thing that you go in. Yeah, that's new, isn't it? Oh, it's been no. there. Been there for a couple of years, eh? Oh, it's been there. Oh, yeah, I haven't been for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, because my husband said, "Oh my gosh, there's now a rubber ring as yeah. well to go in," and because we were already soaked through because yeah. it was raining anyway, oh, and everything we went on, you know, the sign at the beginning, like yeah. "Do not go on this if you've like got heart failure and whatever." Yeah, yeah. It also says, "You may get wet." Yeah. You may get wet. You may get wet. Everything we went on said, "You may get wet," and our hearts were sinking by the end of the day because we were like drowned rats. I took my <laughs> three-year-old on the rubber ring. He said he oh, wanted. He said he wanted to go on it. Well, you know, uh, I did want to go on it. I may have encouraged him a little bit too much. He didn't I like think it. I did actually. It was, it was more me with the rubber ring. They were all standing the queue going, "I'm not really sure if I want to go on this." Yeah, <laughs> they, they were. You do get wet on the rubber ring and the pirate yeah. show as well. You get wet in the pirate show. Exactly. You get. If you, yeah. You're naming everything that's there. Now you, get you mention wet it on everything. Yeah, it, it was a very very wet place, but it's good there. But um, yeah, uh, 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 yesterday it was empty. We weren't queuing. We were just walking straight onto yeah. the rides. Beautiful. Turn time, turn time. See, I haven't got that anymore. See, you're still in that zone where you can do that. Well, See, my, I'm past that now. Yeah. Well, I'm old enough. I used to. Look, I grew up in. So I'm old enough to remember when it was Windsor Safari Park. Safari oh Park. And I, I, I remember my sister broke her thumb there. Good <laughs> story. Remember your childhood. Laura, nice to talk to you. Keep listening you. from six. Oh yeah. Ta ta. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. A head teacher at a school in Bedford has pleaded with some of their pupils to come back after they left the school. She sent the letter signed by the head boy and head girl of Robert Bruce Middle School, which was endorsed uh, by the head teacher, Karen Parker. Well, Karen joins me now. Morning, Karen. Good morning. How what? are you? I'm fine, thank you. Why did the students want to write this letter? Oh, firstly, I didn't ask them to write the letter. They wrote it themselves. Um, we believe in a strong student voice in our school and they're fully involved in the whole of the school life. They interview new staff, they, choose our, they chose our academy sponsors, Challenger Trust. They lead learning reviews, they do lesson observations, they attend curriculum meetings. They are fully integrated in everything in our school. But you obviously backed it, so what's the idea behind it? I did back it. Our, our children um, are very passionate about the school, as are the teachers and the, st- and the community. Our school has got a historical 10-year history about having negative press surrounding it, that it has bullying, it has low ethos, it has... Described as inadequate, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So it's not bad press. Those those are facts, aren't they? Um, Facts and it goes back 10 years further than that. Right. Okay, and it has been mismanaged for a long time. And we're now on the up, and we've ter- we've, we're turning the school around rapidly, and our children wanted to get that message out there. 
So they sent these letters out. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how many letters were sent out? They sent several letters out. They sent about 50 letters out. Right. Um, and, they, and I endorsed the letters that they sent out. And it, it, the replies came from a disgruntled person in the community who rallied some parents round to um, send it to a local paper. And, and it came from press within the paper. Sorry, what came from press within the paper? Uh, the, the, uh, it, the argument saying that people were disgruntled about the letters and, and brought it to the media attention. Well, some people must have been disgruntled, mustn't they? Mm, I think it was rallied round more than disgruntled, to be honest. It right. was rallied round. It was, it was a political agenda um, via the head of a school, and we don't have political agendas here. We're more interested in okay. what our children are doing. You're, you're, well, listen, you're obviously referring to Mark Lehane from Bedford Free School, I, I, I'm assuming, who, who isn't here to defend himself. Let me, let me read his statement, because he, he said he didn't want to get involved, really. Mm-hmm. He says, We were approached by a number of parents of our new students concerned that letters have been sent directly to their children, suggesting they should come back to their old school. We shared these concerns on behalf of the families with Robert Bruce and considered the matter to have been dealt with. We enjoy good relations with all our feeder schools and look forward to welcoming more students from Robert Bruce and elsewhere this autumn. Were the, were the letters sent straight to the, the, the former pupils? They were. Does that not strike you as a little bit odd? In what way? How old were these former pupils that were being written to? They were teenagers. So how it was what thirteen? Yes, that's were. a that's a, uh, that that could be perceived as being a little bit. Um, I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I- intimidating. From children to children. Yeah, a bit loaded. Yeah. Really, with social need media and the way that yeah. children deal and talk to each other these days. Yeah, a letter a letter from another people saying, "Hey, come back. It's all cool here." Um, uh, it, it, that could be perceived as being a little bit loaded. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your comments on board. Well, obviously that's what some of... Well, thank you. That's obviously what some of these parents thought. Okay, well, I'll take their comments on board. But actually, this, all this that, you, that you're talking about was raised to me last autumn. So I'm unsure as to why it's all come to a head now. Well, it doesn't matter why it's come to a head now, but it, it is coming to a head. Do, do you not think that, that, that writing to 13-year-old children saying... Because it, it, it's not really their choice, is it? which school they go to. So right, would it not have been better to write to the parents and say, look, do you know what? We've had 10 years of being accused of bullying, 10 years of being rated as inadequate. What's the latest Ofsted rating? Our latest Ofsted rating was in March and it requires improvement. Oh. So but still not brilliant? Um, it's gone up. From inadequate to still requires improvement? Yeah, it's gone up. OK. And if you look at the report, it's very positive. Still requires improvement. It is still requires improvement, but it's gone up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, just still requires improvement. But w- would it not have been better, Karen, to write to the parents and say, "Look, we've had a rough, we've had a rough few years. I'm in now. I'm I'm Miss Parker, Mrs. Parker, and I'm I'm kicking this school right up the backside. And I'm and I know you're doing a lot of work, Karen, uh, and I know how hard it is to turn a school around. If you'd have kind of come in more like that to the parents, do you not think that w- would have been a less loaded, and b perhaps had more of an impact? Um, Possibly not, because we had a lot of parents bring their children back to the school. They came and had a look around our school and decided, yes, we had turned the school around, and yes, they, they brought their children back. Okay. And I think that's probably what has stirred up the letters going back into the press. 
OK, so you think this is all... And I've got to be careful, because Mark isn't here to defend himself. Uh, I'm not actually saying anything about Mark. I'm not saying anything about the school. Well, you, you've you, you have mentioned a headmaster, and that's the only headmaster I, I know. I didn't mention that headmaster. Well, well, that's the only headmaster I know that... OK, well, I haven't mentioned that. You have. Karen, come on now. No, you come on now. I haven't mentioned that. You have. Well, OK, well, then who is it, then? Uh, I'm not at liberty to say anything. You did, on, you, did, you did mention it when you spoke to the reporter. No, I'm not at any liberty to mention any names. I didn't say any names at all. OK, well, who... who... <laughs> I'm not a politician, and, and I'm, no. I, I'm sure... Well, it's mentioned, in, it's mentioned in the Times newspaper, I'm so we know sure it's... With we... Perda going on and everything else, I'm sure you're used to Perd... being politicians. Perda's got nothing to do with, with, with no, schools. No, I'm sure you're, inter you're interested in interviewing politicians what? in this way. However, I'm a head teacher, and right. my my view is. Well, no, but Karen, you're having a dig at someone, and you're, then I'm not having a dig well, at anyone. Well, you, you just have. You said that someone has st has whipped it up into mm -hmm. into a frenzy by by rallying people and going to the press. Mm -hmm. And yet you're not you're not big enough to say who who you think that is. Oh, I'm a very big person, but I, I you know I I do believe that the reason why I'm on here is to defend my children. And I was asked to come on here to say, did I back my children? And yes, I do back my children, 100%. OK. You my, my children are my clients. If I want a service from the bank, if I want a service from um, any, any consumer network that I use, they would come to me and ask me what I wanted. I listen to my children, I listen to my parents, and I act of, upon what they want. OK. And, and what, I'm sorry, what did they want? It's going they all over the place. They wanted to write those letters. Uh, I endorsed it. They sent them out. Look it up. All right, Karen, thanks for your time. OK, thank you. <clears throat> that was Karen Parker, who I was, you know, was trying to big up the fact that she's turning the school around. But, um, um, well, I mean, I don't know, quite know what happened there. Um, OK. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can send us a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Uh, or you can send us an email, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Am I right? I, I just think... That, Scott, that tweet really is most unhelpful. Uh, I just I just think a, a letter to a 13-year-old saying, hey, our school's groovy, come back. It just feels um, intimidating, if that is perhaps the wrong way. It just feels loaded. It just feels loaded. It's not the kid's... It's not the kid's decision. You're kind of relying then on pester power. Um, and it just feels a little bit... Um, I'm trying to find the right word. Unfair? I don't know. Maybe I've got it completely wrong. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M southbound, it's looking very slow from Junction 3 for St Albans towards the M25. Also on the M25, it's getting busy now anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. The A41 is also slow southbound approaching the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley, all the way back from the Hamill Hempstead turn-off. And in Roxton at the Black Cat roundabout, there are queues southbound from the St Neots Junction. No reports of any delays on the trains though at the moment. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The owner of a newly opened vape cafe in the Bedfordshire town of Amptill says they're providing an alternative to cigarettes after criticism from residents. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. The captain and a crew member of the migrant ship, which capsized off Libya at the weekend, killing up to 800 people, have been arrested in Italy. And pupils at a school in Bedford have signed a letter to former students urging them to come back, saying improvement have been made. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons could move into an automatic promotion position in League One tonight if they beat Doncaster at Stadium MK and Preston slip up at Notts County. Just a point separates the two clubs. Dons boss Carl Robinson is in buoyant mood. I just think it's a, it's a great time and there's no... I'm being honest, OK, yeah, there's, there's an anxiousness, there's a nervousness, but there's an excitement as well because... I think well, we eight points behind them just a few weeks ago, and we've, we're now one. And I think that's a it, just that in itself is, a, is, is to be applauded by the players. And there's full commentary on MK Dons versus Doncaster in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven in League Two. Wickham's two rivals for the third automatic promotion place, Berry and Southend, meet in the Northwest. Berry are two points behind Wickham, with Southend a further point back. England's cricketers start the second test in the West Indies today. Looking ahead, here's Jonathan Agnew. Alistair Cook acknowledges that England must overcome the disappointment of failing to win in Antigua and at the same time prevent the West Indies from profiting from any psychological boost they might have brought with them here to Grenada. Certainly, a lack of penetration is an issue. Moen Alley looks likely to return at Treadwell's expense. And though the pitch was wet yesterday, there's still a lot to be said for the leg spinner Rashid replacing Jordan. Runs at the top of the order is an issue with Trot set to continue as Cook's opening partner, while West Indies are likely to play their leg spinner, Bishu. And at the World Snooker Championships, five-time champion Ronnie O'Sullivan begins his crucible campaign today when he takes on the debutant Craig Stedman. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at eight. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. To um, clarify... Ofsted reports, okay? Because I don't, I've, I've just Googled the different rating systems. Um, and so you've got inadequate is the worst, requires improvement, good and outstanding. So the last score had gone from inadequate to requires improvement. The only thing it says on the Ofsted definition of these reports is teaching requires improvement as it's not good. I mean, mm. now, and just for fairness's sake, I've gone to find the Bedford Free School Ofsted report. I don't know if there's been one done this year. Matt, maybe you'd like to have a little look, see if you can find for, for 2015. In 2014, it was also uh, 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 reported as requires improvement. So there we go. There may have been a more recent one, and I'm sure Mark Lahane will get in touch if that be the case. Giles is in Flitwick. Good morning, Giles. Good morning, Ian. What, what you got for us, boss? Uh, I just wanted to say, I've listened to your story about the vapor cafe in Amphill. Yeah. Um, I've lived in Flitwick all my life and just... Uh, my father was um, a heavy smoker, 60 to 80 a day. So yeah. when I was growing up in the car, passive smoking, it was, wasn't known about passive smoking. He tried cigars, pipes, spent more money on that than cigarettes, went back to the cigarettes, um, went out to Spain one year, came back, someone out there was vaping, and then gone to the vaping. Basically, and his health is much better, so he doesn't wheeze walking up the stairs now. So why would he yeah, go to? I, well, Giles, why would he go to to pipes to cut down on smoke? Pipes are worse, aren't they, than fags? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think he thought his idea was that mm. he'd spend less money oh, on him. the pipes and smoke less, and then spend less on cigars. 
he tried patches. Um, he tried giving up as well, but he just, as he said, he enjoyed the smoking. Yeah. He's very sort of, I was not nervous at all, but he needs to be do, doing something with his hands. And I just think... Nah, it's all a myth. It's all a yeah. myth, Giles. The whole, oh, I enjoy smoking. No one enjoys smoking. Uh, Justin's going to come uh, on and disagree with me. Well, yeah, no, no, no you don't need to do dad. things with your hands. I used to smoke. I stopped. I stopped. Well, you, I'll try and get my dad on and you speak to him. I've said that with... I've, he, it put me off smoking for life. Yeah, I bet it. Do you so, know what? I bet it. I bet it did. The Alan Carr yeah. book was the thing that did it for me. Giles stopped. Took a while. Took, I had to read it a few times, but I stopped. But he's he's, just, he's healthier. Is he, Giles? Oh yeah, he's much healthier. Just the other thing. Sorry, yeah, go on. Go on, the, on the, everyone's saying about the cafes, um, not good for Ramsdale, but when um, the smoking ban came in, everyone's outside having a cigarette. Yeah. So you'd see people outside the pubs, people outside shops, or outside their workplace. You go there, there was all the fag butts around the, that area, but also the chewing gum on the pavement as well. Yeah. Surely this that will stop all the chewing gum being left on well, the pavement as well, and oh, I don't know, stuff on your trainers and oh, the, like I, the kids' shoes. Giles, listen, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much indeed. I don't know about the chewing gum, but thank you, Giles. Uh, I, I was going to ask if his dad was an arrogant man, Justin, as his rapist <laughs> often. No one enjoys smoking, Justin. You don't enjoy oh, smoking. Oh, you are talking absolute nonsense. Mate, you think you enjoy it because that's what you have been programmed. What, what you enjoy mm. is your, um, your, uh, your level of the drugs that you're addicted to, it dips. And so what you enjoy is uh, getting that fix again that right. takes you um, up to, to the, the level of addiction. Whereas if you didn't have that addiction, you you wouldn't yeah. need it. But you still need the addiction. So, so you, you it, don't need, No, you don't need the addiction. I don't need the addiction. Hmm. I had the addiction. I, I don't need it. It's so hard to give up, though. And what I can't no, no, stand... No, 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 it is hard to give up. But you do not enjoy smoking. You think you do. You're, uh, you enjoy getting your fix that takes you... It's like a heroin addict. They don't enjoy mm, heroin mm. after a fashion. They do, to start with. They don't after a fashion. They enjoy being taken back to the level yeah. that the heroin takes them to. I kind of get what you're saying. But, you know, from a personal point of view, when I gave up smoking for uh, a year or so, I was just a really horrible nasty person and when i started smoking again i turned into a nice guy and this guy keeps tweeting me about geoengineering and i've got no <laughs> i've got no idea why so i'm gonna i'm gonna um, i'm just gonna start hang on hi gold hard shell could you please stop tweeting me about geoengineering it is well done. Boss, can Thanks. I ask a really, really boring technical question to our listeners yeah, this morning? Yeah, sure, of course mind? you can, mate. Well, okay. The show's been quite dull today, so let, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's make it even duller. OK, no problem. Um, in the last week or so, I've been going out and my iPhone, even when it's got, what, 70 75% oh, battery... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 the iPhone. Yeah. It just dies, and then suddenly you put it in the car, you put it against a heater, and it comes back to life. How is that possible? How? Why? When? Somebody please explain. I think that I'm losing my mind. Not for the first time. Your phone's knackered, mate. That's what that is. Your phone's knackered. <laughs> it's a symbol. But, but why? <laughs> but why, then, if I put it against a heater, it then comes back to life? Are you telling me my iPhone yeah. can't handle cold conditions? They re no, they can't. They respond to heat, don't they? They respond to body warmth. Yeah. So you obviously you're a dead man. But why now? But why in the last week? How considering... old is your How old is your iPhone? Uh, yeah, thank a you year. Very, thank you very much indeed. 
Still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any... Well, if someone wants to answer that dull, uh, dull question... So, Justin, right? Mm. I'm trapped in Legoland yesterday. Yeah. And I've only got a tenner with me, because I think I'll pay everything on card. That's what we think. I'll pay everything on card, OK? Mm. Bearing mm. in mind, I've got to pay £5 to get out of the place. Mm. Right? Um, and I've got the boys there. Luckily, I took a packed lunch. I get a text saying, Did you spend £3,500 this morning in London? What? That's right. Yes or no? This is your bank. Reply yes or no. Mm. Well, reply no. Big mistake. Because then you get a text going, right, well, your card's being fraudulently used. We've, we've cancelled your card as of now. Oh, no! Wow. And then the thing is, because you've got to phone up the bank, you've got to phone an 0845 number, right? Yeah, yeah. I get free minutes. I don't have credit on my phone. I can't get any credit because I can't use my card. Wow. I'm stuck. I'm stranded. Yeah. So they spent three and a half grand on my card. Next thing I know... A half an hour later, I'm waiting for a call from the bank, right? And my phone rings. And it's, it's, it's a weird voice. It's obviously a common person. Kelly, say hello. Hiya. So it's like, it's, that, it's obviously that kind of voice. Now, now say it in a posh voice, Kelly. Hello. It's someone common doing a posh voice, yeah. right? And I, but I'm expecting the bank, so I'm not on my guard. I'm like an old person giving out my PIN number. I'm not on my guard, Justin. I'm yeah. expecting a phone call from a bank asking personal information. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they phone up. Hello, is that Ian Lee? Yes. Oh, we're from um, a, a bailiff's company. What? Uh, and uh, it's about a, a, an unmade payment for council tax. Now, Justin, I haven't paid my council tax bill. Mm. It's sat there in an envelope somewhere. I'm not drastically looking for it. I don't know where it is. It's somewhere. When I get the red one, I'll pay it. All right? Mm. I'm thinking, oh, flipping it. This is the worst day of my life. Not only has my card been cloned and they've cancelled my card, now I've got uh, bailiffs on the phone. Bailiffs on the phone? Bailiffs on the phone? Mm. And he said, yeah, can I just check your date of birth? Is it the 20th of July, 1970? I said, no. He said, oh, um, what is your birth date? Oh. Hold. Stop. Stop. Karen, we're talking oh, about... Oh, no, hang on a minute. Skin. Stop. 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 I'm getting a little bit suspicious now. I said, um, no, you've got the wrong birthday. I'm not going to tell you my birthday. What postcode have you got? And then he just gives me some random letters. And I said, no, mate, you've got the wrong fella. He puts the phone down. I put the phone down. Ten minutes later, I go, oh, that was the fella that cloned my card. <laughs> How the hell did they get my phone number? How? I don't know. It's incredible. No, I didn't. His number was withheld. That's the thing. His number was withheld, so I couldn't I couldn't get... It freaked me out. Out, so how much money have they taken? Uh, well, I, then I had to. I, I couldn't phone the bank, so I'm worrying all day. I got home. They've spent 14 pounds on the congestion charge. Mm-hmm. They've spent. Paid, to be they've fair. spent. Uh, they tried to spend three and a half grand three times, but that got stopped. And then there was a, a payment for 1,300 quid, right? Uh, in a shop, Joe Love. Which is a perfume shop, right? And I said, no, that's not me. And the guy, the guy took it all down and he came back on the phone. He said, right, sir, could I ask, are you sure you've not spent £1,300 on perfume? <laughs> I said, yes, I am, I am 100%. I smell of uh, Monster Munch and, uh, and children. I, of course, I've not spent £1,300 on um, perfume. How did they get my number, Just? I don't know, but but I want to know. Please tell me you're yeah. going to get that money back, surely. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, yes, I I need to check that that £3,500 hasn't gone through because he said he didn't think it had, but oh, he wasn't sh- sure. But, yes, I'm getting that money back. Scary Although stuff. Although, on the phone, they say... Um, 
Uh, they say, we'll do our best to get the money back. What? I said, no, 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 no. You, your, your best will be... And in the end, they say, yeah, we'll, we'll pay it in tomorrow. But, um, Three and a half grand. Yeah. Somebody phoned me once at a radio station. They said, um, can I just check that um, you're in Dubai at the moment? I said, uh, no, I'm in uh, the studios here at Luton. <laughs> oh, somebody's just spent £2. Because what they try and do is put through a, yeah. a small fee, a bit like the congestion charge, and then they go for the big one. There's... Um, uh, once, <laughs> my, clo- my card was cloned, right? And uh, they wouldn't let me pay 60 quid at the vets. It was at the vets, and they wouldn't let me pay. The card had been locked. Oh, they'd let some chancer spend $500 in America and $1,000 in Mexico on the same day. They wouldn't let me spend 60 quid in North London on a vet. <laughs> anyway, Justin, I... I, uh, I Are you I, OK, though? Are you uh, OK? <laughs> I'm OK. I was really peed off. It really ruined my Legoland experience. Anyway, mm. Justin. Yes. What have you taken to the streets, brother? Well, I'm live in Houghton Regis this morning, the home of uh, Ragging Around. The home of the big tour. Yes, home of the big tour. When is the big tour coming back, guys? Um, I don't think it will come back. Well, I don't know. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry. I hate to disappoint you, but the big Ragging tour might around. not come back. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, how to One read One second, this. sir. Good morning, sir. No, we're not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You've been talking about this lady yeah. who is uh, scared of open spaces. So she went out, and uh, when she went out, she fell down a hole. Oh. So you've uh, asked me to, to ask people on the streets this morning. Yes. Of. And, uh, what, what was that, Justin? You dropped out for a second. Did we, you've asked, what did we ask you? You asked me to ask people on the streets, yes. what are you scared of? OK. okay. <laughs> so, you went all funny then for a second. I've um, got a couple of stories to kick you off. Here's what people had to say. Karen, we're talking about things you're scared of. What are you scared of? Spiders. So what happens when you see a spider, a creepy crawly? I kill it. Every one? Every one of them. How does it feel to... Um, how does it feel to be a serial killer? I can't help myself. I just have to do it. I mean, imagine, just imagine there was a creepy crawly right now by your feet. What would you do? Stamp on it. Would you scream first? Maybe. It all depends how big it is. Come on, what's your beef with spiders? I just don't like them. They're small, they're fast, they get places where they shouldn't. They jump out on you. Your point's well made. I can feel the, uh, I can feel the fear. Thank you very much. And aggression. Michael, there's... Um... Let's talk, let's get deep. What are you scared of? Solitary confinement. Wow. Um, when was the last time you was in an enclosed space? Not for a long time. But what happened? Tell us. I don't know, just, you, you, you get scared, don't you? It's just... I don't know. Not sure. Are you in prison? No, never. You're just in a, in a small what, yeah. hotel room? Yeah, hotel room. Wow. Uh, Great stuff, thanks for your time. No problem. Good story. <laughs> Jamie's in Luton. Say hello to, to Justin, Jamie. Morning, Justin. Morning, Jay. How are you? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well indeed. What have you got for us, Jamie? Uh, cloning. Oh, back back to you then, boss. This is your one. Go on then, Jamie. Yeah, I had mine done last year. Oh, what, you were cloned? Yeah. What, so there's another grumpy Jamie wandering around, phoning up radio stations? Yeah, there is. <laughs> you mean your card was cloned? It certainly was. Thank you, James. Tell us the story. Um, basically, um, they rung me up to say that I'd just spent £4,000 in New York. Wee! Lucky you, eh? What had you bought? Fine, but I was in Luton at the time. Oh, man. Uh, do you know what? I, I know in the great scheme of things, it's not the worst crime that can happen. And I was having a bit of an argument with the bank yesterday because it would have meant I was overdrawn and I couldn't transfer... Anyway, I couldn't transfer any money. No. But I still feel a bit um, like I've been... Someone's watched me get, get changed or something. Did, you, did they um, interview you? Sorry? Did they interview you when you were there yesterday? 
Uh, I did it on the phone. What do you mean, interview me? What, about my my uh, job and stuff? No, well, basically, when, when mine was... When, <laughs> when did you first want to get into radio? <laughs> no, when mine was done, the um, the fraud people um, interviewed me, because obviously they, I was under suspicion, they said. <laughs> no, they did ask, have I given my PIN number out to anyone? And if you say yes to that, that's it, game over. And of course I haven't given my PIN number out to anyone, plums. The crazy thing was, was mine was actually cloned in their branch. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you get the money back, Jamie? Yes. That's all we need yeah. to know. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a lane closed northbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 13 for Bedford. That's because um, it's causing it to be very slow. On the M1 southbound, it's slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And the A1M is busy southbound around Junction 8 for Stevenage. On the M25, anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And then Chisel Green on the North Orbital Road, that's looking very busy at the moment at Watford Road. In Roxton on the Great North Road, that's very slow from the Black, approaching the Black Cat Roundabout, southbound from the St. Neots Junction. But looking at the train departure boards, there are no reports of any delays so far. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you so much for that. Interesting email um, about that school we were just talking about. I, I will read selected highlights uh, from it. It's, it's anonymous and... Um, I, I take it on face value, but I'll read some bits of it a little bit later on in the show. Uh, right now, though, it's 7.47. It's Tuesday, the 21st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Ampthill uh, in Bedfordshire have criticised a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. And a Bedfordshire head teacher has defended a letter to former pupils asking them to come back. Let's get the weather, here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's been a chilly start, but it's on the rise. The temperature, that is, plenty of blue sky and sunshine today. And by the end of the afternoon, we're looking at a maximum of 18 Celsius. Overnight tonight, it'll get cold fairly quickly. It's a clear sky to start, which temperatures could drop down. Cold enough to get a bit of a grass frost. Most places around 4 or 5 Celsius. So a chilly start to Wednesday. More cloud around tomorrow, but we'll still get some bright and sunny spells. Temperatures a bit cooler. Because of the cloud, we're looking at a maximum of 14 Celsius. And that's your forecast. As the general election gets closer, we want to know what you really think. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, I think. But we kind of feel like nothing changes. The Parliament really needs a good shake-up. We're holding a number of debates across beds, hearts and bucks, focusing on the biggest issues. The national health, I think that's a big concern at the moment. Immigration, probably. I think education, more than anything. If you'd like to take part and have your say, you can register your interest right now. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk or call 08459 455 555. I always do the vote because I think it's uh, my right to vote. Election 2015 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I always do the vote. So anonymous uh, email. Uh, we spoke to Karen Parker from uh, 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 Robert Bruce Middle School. Um, and uh, this person's uh, person claims they're not... I have to take this at face value, and I'm going to tread very carefully around it. They say they're not connected with uh, with uh, Bedford Free School. Um, I worked for uh, Karen Parker. Uh, it was tough. She showed zero respect for parents and staff. 
I complained to the chair of governors who's continued to ignore and not log my complaint. I complained to the local authority. Karen Parker has lots of ideas, but she's been at the school long enough um, and they have not worked. Also talks about mould on the classroom walls and money going on billboards and things like that. Uh, yeah, that was a weird, weird interview with um, with uh, Karen Parker. I'm not quite sure... Uh, well, obviously, she wants to defend her school, but um, I'm not quite sure what happened there. Now, a family was left heartbroken when their mum and dad died just hours apart on the same day in May last year. Sisters Kelly and Pamela Shearson Lewis from Hemel decided to store all of their parents' possessions in a garage until they were ready to sort through them. Then they went back to the garage. It was empty. The council had cleared it completely. Among the items thrown away included a vinyl Beatles album and uh, family photos. Well, Kelly joins me now. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. So tell us about your mum and dad. What, what were they like and when did they pass? Oh, they were the best. Um, uh, they were all about family, really. Um, and they passed on the 18th of May last year. And did they both pass on the same day? Yes, they did. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Kelly. That's terrible. What, um, so, so explain the situation with the house and all these possessions then. Well, basically, my parents had moved from a five-bedroom house into a two-bedroom flat about four months before they died. So anything that was any good and, and sentimental bits they couldn't fit in their flat were put into the garage um, rented by... To, rented from Decorum Borough Council. Right. Um, and my sister, on the, at the Easter weekend, my sister was moving into a... from the two-bedroom flat my mum and dad lived in to the... to a studio flat. Yeah. Um, and we went to the garage to put some more belongings in there that obviously from a two-bedroom flat to a studio flat we couldn't put in there. And everything was gone when we opened it up. So how long had the stuff been in the garage for, Kelly? Well, from, um... Basically, when Mum and Dad... About four months before Mum and Dad died, they moved into their two-bedroom okay. flat. Yeah. And we put bits and bobs in there. But when they died, we put um, some items in there that were too hard for us to look at in the flat. Yeah. What kind of things, Kelly? Oh, there was some photographs um, and, and bits of, like, sentimental furniture that was too hard for my sister to look at while she was living there. Yeah. Um, uh, and so you went... Uh, 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 so when... The, I just want to try and get the timeline this on, on this, Kelly. Sorry. So you, the, your parents passed in the middle of May. Yeah. You put the stuff in, in, in the, the lock-up. How, uh, how long after that did you go back and find everything had gone? The Easter weekend just gone. Oh, okay. So that's what? What's that? That's that's eleven months. Yeah, I mean, we had we had checked on it um, to make sure it wasn't getting damp um, during the winter months and what have you. Yeah. And it was it was fine. The garage it was nice and dry. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Uh, and who was paying? Who was paying the rent on the garage? Well, it, we we were told it was on my sister's rent account, right? Because she was still paying rent um, at the flat where mum and dad lived. Okay, so she was still renting the flat. Yeah. 
And who told you that that was that the, that the garage was part of that deal? Well, somebody from the council, because we said we wanted to keep the garage. We've always we've always told them we wanted to keep that garage. Mum and Dad had two garages. We gave one up, which I signed over myself. Yeah. And the other garage, we we told the council we wanted to keep because it had bits in there from Mum and Dad. Yeah. Did you get that we've in writing? That. Did you no. get you didn't get that in writing? So that would no. be the problem, wouldn't it? Um, and did, you're, you're saying that um, the, the council didn't get in touch to say they were going to clear the garage? Not at all. There were no letters or phone calls or anything? No. Does it say on, on, on her um, uh, rent statement that, that, that the garage was covered? No, because she didn't really understand her rent statement. They're a bit confusing. Oh. And she'd asked quite a few times if they could go through it with her, because she, she, she was in a bit of rent arrears. Ah. And they said um, because her housing benefit hadn't, they had, there was a lapse in her housing right. benefit. So how how, how, how how many months in arrears was she? I don't know. Okay, but it might have been a few. It could have been a few, but even so, they should have written a letter to say. Well, is there is there a chance, Kelly? Because quite often when we get um, bills that we can't make and we you know we, we're getting a little bit swamped down a bit that we don't. I, I, as I was saying earlier on, my council tax bill is at home. I've not opened it for ages. Is there a chance that Pamela maybe did have some letters from the council that she didn't open or didn't quite no, understand? No, no. Or maybe she didn't understand that they were saying, we are going to clear this garage out? No, not at all, because the council even admitted to us they never sent any letters. They've admitted to me on the phone they've never sent any letters. OK, they've well, let, let me... let me If I can just read the statement uh, that the Gorham Borough Council sent us. They say, whilst we cannot comment on an individual's case, in situations like this, we make every effort to contact family members over a number of months, as we are, of course, sympathetic. We would never dispose of items without considerable effort to make contact, including repeat letters, telephone calls and emails. If we are unsuccessful in contacting the family and no one connected with the garage has made contact with us and garage rent arrears are building up, we have no alternative than to start clearance procedures. What do you say to that, Kelly? Well, they're basically lying through their teeth. Because we didn't get any letters, not one. We didn't get any phone calls and we didn't get any emails. He said he made, they said they made one email and they did try and phone my sister's phone. But I can speak if the if the gentleman you're with knows more than you, Kelly. I'm happy to speak to him if that's easier, or or, or I could just speak to you. It's just it's a bit confusing having two voices going. That's no, all. I don't think you thought you could hear him. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I could hear. Him. He's got a very deep voice. It's resonating. It's vibrating. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they, so sorry. They did make a few phone calls, did they? They said they did, but my sister had changed her phone number, but she had informed the council that she changed her phone number, and they phoned her on it for, for other matters, but not about the garage. OK. But Where... they were very clear that she did change her phone number, because she kept my mum's number. She wanted to keep my mum's number. Where's all the stuff gone? They, they dumped it. Oh. So what happens now, Kelly? Are they, are they offering you any kind of compensation? What, what's going on? No, they basically said, if I want to make a complaint, I can make a complaint. Are you going to make a complaint? Yeah, most certainly. OK. I do have to ask, what Beatles album was it? I don't know. Just, my sister said it had flowers all over it. Well, hang on. What, oh, that might be Sgt Pepper's. I don't know. It's not one of the best ones, Kelly. You, you can get better <laughs> Beatles albums. Listen, I'm really sorry for your loss, and I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thank and thank you to the fellow with the deep voice as well. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. What's your favourite Beatles album? The one with the flowers all over it.
Thank you, Kelly. Uh, you can give us a call on that, your thoughts on that. 81333, start your text 3CR. Do we have any Texas? Give us some Texas lockers. We do. We have text from Card Cloning and Vapor Cafe. What do you want to do first? Let's do. You pick. All right, let's do card cloning. John in Datchworth says, I had my debit card cloned by an illegal immigrant. I found out where, when, how, and told the police where, when, and how to catch them. Well, right. <laughs> where, when, how, and wow. <laughs> I did still. Is the there work. somebody that can read English that can read the texts to me? I did still the work, and the police still got it wrong. Right, I need to put stuff out loud at the end. Okay, anyway. Uh, how do you know he's an illegal immigrant? He just says. But how, yeah, but how does he know that? Well, call us. Let us know. Ke- no, don't bother. <laughs> Kelly, have you got a text that you can you can actually read properly? Edward in... No! Bro- I'm just reading how the text... Kelly, would you like to read out a text, Which please? one are you reading? I'm not into vape cigarettes, but I'm happy it's an anthill just to upset the people that live there. All right, Kelly, that's, so that's, that's, that's great, Kelly. That's but have we got any texts? Not from me. Thank Ed you very Rudy. much indeed. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 there are delays northbound because the lanes close between Junction 12 for Flittick and 13 for Bedford. On the M25 anti-clockwise there are queues between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 16 for the M40. And on the M40 it's very busy between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and the M25. Also in Beaconsfield on the Amersham Road that's looking very heavy towards the M40 between Longbottom Lane and London Road. On the train departure boards there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed big vaping debate coming up a professor professor no hang on a second <clears throat> a professor and a doctor i don't like vaping i think it's horrible i think it um, normalizes cigarettes we don't not sorry it normalizes smoking and addiction to nicotine we don't quite know what it does but in terms of the vape cafe in Hill, surprisingly i haven't actually got a problem with it at all Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Vape Cafe opens in Bedfordshire Market Town. Labour highlights staff shortages at Bedford and Buckinghamshire hospitals and school head defends letter to former pupils. BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in the Bedfordshire town have criticised a vape cafe which has opened for users of e-cigarettes. Staff at the shop in Amptill say they help their customers to choose the right nicotine strength. Owner Ian Quinn says his business is based on personal experience of giving up cigarettes. Basically, been placed there because um, uh, we're, here, we're there to, to sort of educate people on vaping. It's a business opportunity, but yeah. it's a good one. It's one from the heart. Um, but vaping, actually, I switched to vaping three and a half years ago, and I'm from Amtill. Um, and we have shops in Luton and Leighton Buzzard. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. In a speech today, Ed Miliband will promise that a future Labour government would provide a 1,000 more training places for nurses during its first year. Meanwhile, the former Prime Minister, Sir John Major, is to join the Conservative election campaign today. He'll warn that a Labour government, supported by the SNP, would favour Scotland at the expense of the rest of the UK. 
The captain and a crew member of the migrant ship, which capsized off Libya at the weekend, killing up to 800 people, have been arrested in Italy. They were detained when a Coast Guard ship carrying survivors arrived in Sicily. A Bedfordshire head teacher has defended a letter to former pupils asking them to come back. Current pupils at Robert Bruce Middle School in Bedford wrote to former fellow students who'd moved to other schools in the town, including the nearby free school. Robert Bruce head Karen Parker says she was happy to endorse the plan. I did back it. Our, our children um, are very passionate about the school, as are the teachers and the, st- and the community. And it has been mismanaged for a long time. And we're now on the up and we've ter- we've, we're turning the school around rapidly and our children wanted to get that message out there. Police say they are becoming increasingly concerned about a man who went missing from the Luton and Dunstable Hospital yesterday. 42-year-old Ian Boddy from Houghton Regis left the hospital at around 4pm. It's believed he travelled to Leighton Buzzard. He's described as white, average build, approximately six feet tall with long grey hair and was last seen wearing a green T-shirt, a grey hooded cardigan and blue jeans. A family from Hemel Hempstead say they're still seeking an explanation after the council cleared out their deceased parents' garage. Among the items thrown away were family photos. More from Tony Fisher. The parents of sisters Kelly and Pamela Shearson-Lewis died in May last year, but it wasn't until the Easter weekend that they discovered what had happened. They insist they'd had no contact from Decorum Borough Council ahead of the clearance in February. The authority says it would never dispose of items without considerable effort to make contact, including repeat letters, telephone calls and emails. The consumer organisation Witch is calling for a full investigation of special offers and promotions by supermarkets. It says customers cannot tell how much products actually cost. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons continue their League One promotion challenge at home to Doncaster tonight and England's cricketers start the second test in the West Indies today. The weather, another dry sunny day, maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Tasty. Why am I even playing this? Across beds, hearts, <laughs> and bucks. Why am I playing this when. BBC Three Counties Radio. Guys, let's be honest. I can spend the next hour playing this. When a man loves a woman. Warm and tender love. When a man loves a woman. And your opinion, sir? Tasty. Okay. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's um, it's um, it's uh, Tuesday, and I've just looked outside. I say looked outside. There was a window as I walked to the lavatory, and uh, it looks like it's going to be a nice day. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? We're asking what you're uh, 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 phobic of. I mean, this story in the sun is is terrible yet brilliant at the same time. And what have you fallen in, down, on, off? An agoraphobic gran left her home for only the third time in ten years and plunged down a manhole. That's bad luck, isn't it? When have you been unlucky as well? 08459 455 555. We'll get to that in a bit before we do. People in Ampthill are shocked. Some people in Ampthill are shocked by the weird addition to their historical Georgian market town. The Vapour Cafe has opened between a stationery shop and a florist. 
Aren't most shops stationary? But is vaping a great way to stop smoking or is it just glamorising a bad habit? Joined now by Dr Professor Do- uh, John Britton, the Director of the UK Centre for Tobacco and Alcohol Studies and Dr Armando Peruga, Programme Manager of the World Health Organisation's Tobacco Free Initiative. Uh, good morning to both of you. John, we'll start with you. What's your stance on vaping and vaping cafes? Uh, on vaping in principle, uh, any smoker who continues to smoke tobacco is just dicing with death. It's a game of Russian roulette where half of the uh, chambers in the revolver are loaded. You've got a 50% chance of dying as a consequence of your smoking, dying 10 years young. Vaping is uh, an unknown risk because we still don't know enough about what's in some of the products on sale, but is a substantially lower risk than smoking tobacco. So any smoker who's considering a switch completely from smoke tobacco to vaping, I would say go for it, and the sooner the better. Still addicted, though, aren't you? You're still addicted to nicotine. Well, that doesn't really matter. We're all addi- nearly all well, of us addicted to caffeine, and that doesn't really worry us too much. We still drink coffee, and it does worry me doesn't I, fall it, apart. John, it does worry me, because I've got two young boys, and I don't want them to think that that's normal. No, nor should they, and there are concerns, clearly, that young people will see these products and want to try them and become addicted to nicotine. But becoming addicted to nicotine is quite a a lengthy process. You have to persevere with it. And the reality is that whilst young kids, and I've got young kids too, um, they will experiment with things, but probably not long enough to become addicted to this. And the other thing I would say is that, like you, I've got kids, and if my kids came home and said, I'm thinking of trying vaping, I'd say don't. If my kids came home and said, I'm smoking cigarettes and I can't get off them, I'd say use it and go to the vape shop. I'd, I'd say get the Alan Carr book on how to stop. But, uh, Armando, vaping, what are you, you, you good or bad news? Okay, I think uh, there's uh, uh, a great potential for vaping in terms of the advantages that it may provide to smokers. But then you have to be mindful about uh, the non-smokers and the uh, uh, ex-smokers and and kids not to start that. So the ideal situation would be to generate a regulation that will impede the uh, end promotion to an uptake by non-smokers, by pregnant women and youth, while at the same time minimizing the potential health risk for end users and non-users. And uh, to that end, uh, it would be probably advisable to uh, prohibit unproven health claims uh, from being made about end, and also protecting existing tobacco control efforts from the commercial and other vested interests of the tobacco industry. Uh, and that's the problem, isn't it, John? It's not been around long enough, and we don't know the long-term effects, and we don't quite know what it's doing. No, we don't know the long-term effects. You can make a, a you can you can predict. One can predict that electronic cigarettes are likely to produce, as they stand at the moment, in the levels of purity they achieve at the moment. They are likely to generate similar risks to respiratory to, to, to lungs and to, to heart disease in in their qualitative. That is to say, they are likely to increase very slightly the risk of lung cancer or emphysema or heart attacks, but that increase in risk is trivial by comparison with smoking. So I don't But think significant in comparison with nothing? 
it's certainly worse than nothing. And I don't think any, any of us in health would say that this is a good idea. I've said that with my, my own kids, with that analogy. Yeah. It's not a good idea to start using a, a, a vaporizer if you're not already a smoker. It's balmy. Why would anybody want to do that? But if you're a smoker, switching to uh, liquidized nicotine is a very sensible choice indeed. And the, there's very little difference, I think, between both of our views in, in, on these products. It's just a question of getting that balance of regulation and supervision right. At the moment in the UK, the evidence is very strongly clear that among young people, use of electronic cigarettes is almost all among children who are already smoking. The number of non-smokers using electronic cigarettes is 1, 2, 3 percent. Armando, it, it, it's better than smoking, isn't it? Sorry, can you repeat that? I can, it, I didn't yes, it. I can. Let me just look. It's better than smoking, isn't it? Uh, it is likely to be less toxic than, than smoking and therefore is a choice for smokers to... Uh, have that, that option and while uh, more scientific evidence is uh, collected on, on, on the fact of how that it helps or doesn't help in, in, in to quitting smoking. And again here as Professor Britton was saying, it's uh, uh, striking a balance between uh, promoting this among smokers while trying not to do so among non-smokers. That's uh, the, the, the kid of, of the question. And do you think, Armando, that, that places like this vape cafe, these vape cafes that are opening up, do you think they make the situation worse? Well, I think the, the, the position of the WHO is that uh, end users should be legally requested not to use ends indoors, especially where smoking is, is banned, at least until exhale vapor is proven not to be harmful to bystanders. And reasonable evidence exists that smoke-free policy enforcement is not undermined. And when I say that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking not only about uh, countries in which the smoke-free policies are strong, like uh, the UK, but uh, WHO also has a rep responsibility to talk about countries where that those smoke-free policies are, are very weak. Gentlemen, I appreciate your time this morning. The last voice you heard there, Dr Armando Peruga, Programme Manager of the World Health Organization's Tobacco-Free Initiative, and Professor John Britton, the Director of the UK Centre for Tobacco and Alcohol Studies. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I didn't ask them why vapists are so smug. Nigel's in Aylesbury. Good morning, Nigel. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I shouldn't really be laughing because this woman was very badly injured, but an agrophobic gran left her home for only uh, the third time in ten years and plunged down a manhole. It's Correct. like a Frank Spencer script. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it have the, um, the, the man at, women at work sign and she didn't see it and she just fell down it? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. Something like that, yes. What happened to you, Nigel? It wasn't me, it was um, somebody who was working with me. Uh, many years ago, um, there was a conference that involved the probation service. They decided that it would be good fun to invite some lifetime prisoners 
So Fairly Vicious Men to oh. come to my theatre and put <laughs> on a play. Oh, yeah. Um, top security, high security access and all that sort of thing. And they were being guarded by armed policemen, um, two on the front doors and two on the stage. Yes. As the policemen are walking around on the stage protecting us and protecting the, uh, protecting the prisoners or guarding the prisoners, one of them didn't realise where he was and ended up falling off the front of the stage, oh. you know, totally backwards. Um, yeah. Luckily, he didn't set his machine gun off and put bullet holes in the roof. I thought you were... Um, oh, blimey. Did the, I thought you were going to say that the prisoners dug a hole in the stage, because <laughs> that's the plot to The Muppets Most Wanted. I thought that, is, that yeah. they were all going to escape. No, no, they, they, no, no, no. With the amount of security that was involved in that, that on that day, they didn't escape. I've also okay. had Darren Brown fall off the front of the stage. What is wrong with your stage, Nigel? For goodness' well, sake, sort it out. <laughs> it, it's it's um it's people having having a laugh um with the uh, with the um well the, the policeman obviously wasn't having a laugh. I think he hurt himself <laughs> quite badly. Oh yeah. Um, his face showed it. He didn't show it, but his face and eyes showed that he really oh, hurt himself. It's that thing, and my boy did this the other day, and I felt so sorry for him. He bashed his leg, and it obviously hurt him a but, lot. And yes. he's doing that already at five. He's learned that. I did not, not, not hurt him. It's like when you get a whack yes. in the ghoulies, and you yeah. can't, you know, we all want to just crumple down in a heap, and you have to do that. Okay. Yeah. fine, didn't oh, hurt. Okay. This guy, yes, this policeman got up, but I'm sure he got ripped at, when he finished at work and yeah. that stuff like that. But there we go. Nigel, listen, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 08459 455555. You're right, Kelly. That picture of me, I look hot. Yeah, nice. At Ian Lee, I'm looking hot. Because the, the haircut, I thought, a little bit too short. Looks good. The beard, I mean, it's it's a full-on, it's a full-on beard. Guys? 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 I don't know what you're saying. I'm just guessing that you're talking about yourself or something. I don't know. What's um, going on, guys? What, what's wrong? What's, what are you saying? Matthew, are you a massive idiot? Yep. There we go, ladies and Thank you very much indeed. Technology. What happened there? I don't anyway, know. Okay it, I fixed fine. it. I fixed it now. Okay, this really is. We really um, are not missing Kath as much as I thought we would, actually. No, no. That would have happened regardless. That's yeah, a technical I know, and it would have issue. taken longer to fix if Kath had been here. Because she would have. What? It's a technical issue. Don't blame Kelly. <laughs> it's a stupid little box. Now, don't, don't be rude about Kelly! About me like that. <laughs> That's personal. I think it's a lovely little box. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M40, it's been partially blocked southbound between Junction 8 for the M40 at Oxford and 7 for Tame. On the M1 in both directions, it's looking really slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 12 for Flitwick. It's after uh, a collision on the northbound side earlier on. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And looking at the CCTV cameras in High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, that's looking very slow into High Wycombe. In Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road's looking slow towards the M40 from Ledborough Lane and on the train departure pods there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 8.15. It is uh, Tuesday the 21st of April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Residents in Ampthill in Bedfordshire have criticised a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. And a Bedfordshire head teacher has defended a letter to former pupils asking them to come back. 
BBC's Three Counties Radio. <laughs> You're such a devil. The dead air, courtesy of Mr. You Jonathan. Could have, you could have Vernon done a jingle. Well, or I sung your song. <laughs> sung your song. Sung your little song. I just saw your little body bouncing along to past the window, <laughs> and I thought he's, he's made the effort to to rush down. I ran. I can't. Do you know what? I've never seen you run, and it's, I cannot imagine you running. I can it's imagine you doing pretty. lots of things. It's not pretty. Um, but running is is not one of them. No. I mean, I can I can certainly imagine this. Can't sex sometimes just be about bish bash bosh? Let's get on with the grouting. I can imagine you bish bash boshing. <laughs> right? Can you? Sadly, I can. What yes. A, uh, what I a know. thought. It haunts me at night. Yeah, but but the thought of you running. Do you run with your dog? Uh, well, I'm not really allowed to run with her at the moment. Oh. She's too young to run. Oh, for goodness sake. The dog is too young to run? Yes. Oh, flipping it. Can't run with her till she's a year old. Yeah, her, her lead's made of hemp, is it? For goodness sakes, you hippie. Her bones haven't uh, oh, fused yet, you see. For crying out loud. No, seriously. You make me want to puke. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. Her, um, her bones haven't fused so she can't yeah, run. Yeah, her legs might fall off or something like that. I'm next, not next sure. saying that you can't toss babies. What? Huh? Now... You can't throw them to to each other. Oh right! Because their bones haven't fused. Probably be your next uh, your next uh, philosophy on life. There's a story in the papers today. Uh, this is the most amazing. Look, where is this? Hang on a second. Page twelve of the Daily Mail. Right. Because <clears throat> I'd never heard this theory before. Right. And I've got two young boys, as you know. Page twelve. Very young babies can feel pain. Say experts at Oxford. Well, yeah. Of course they can. Tiny babies are more sensitive to pain than adults, a study of infants' brains has found. Until now, doctors had assumed that the brains of very young babies were not developed enough to feel pain. Well, that's ridiculous. Stupid doctors. It's stupid. If you ever see, when the baby gets born, you give it an injection in the, in the heel of, of vitamin K, I think. There's no such vitamin. Uh, it hurts them. They scream. Because they do, it hurts them. They feel pain. They're babies. Do you know what's a bit, uh, bit peculiar? You go on. In Argentina, you know I go to Argentina Christmas time. Yeah, you've mentioned it a few times. And um, in Argentina, they have this thing about you can't pick children up by their arms or legs. Uh, now, let, let me just... Uh, my, fam my, my Greek family are the same about this. Like yeah. Yeah. So if ever you, you know, I've got friends with little children, yeah. and and if you kind of go to pick them up by their hands, yeah. then they say, oh no 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 no, don't do that because it hurts the joints of the shoulder. It'll stretch and it'll might pull Whereas it out. Whereas here, and... you see parents like lifting their children up, you know, dangling them between, you know, mum and dad walking yeah. along and dangling children over here that oh. we don't seem to care, but oh. over there they're very no parents. no <laughs> we do care, but you just know do that we... that's nonsense. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think so. Listen, kids are really flexible. You can, you know, you can toss them all over the place. They'll, they'll heal. Can, really? They'll heal. So, you know. can you pick children up by their arms and legs and just like well, hang them up there like that? <laughs> <laughs> the coolest thing you can do, of course, is hang a, a child with a, a hoodie or a baggy jacket onto a coat hanger. Or a peg on the wall. Right. I'm not saying you should do no, this. No, I was going to say we better looks... we better put out a disclaimer. This is oh. all just in jest. No, I've done it. What? What? It looks funny. You hung your child up on a coat hook yeah. with a hoodie on. Yeah, it looks funny. Oh, guys, come on. <laughs> look, look at that producing the show, panicking. 
<laughs> First and last day. Now, uh, you, 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 you're sensible at home. You know what I'm talking about, guys. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, do you agree with the Archbishop that the UK should take in Mediterranean migrants? Oh, yes. You've seen this in yeah, the uh, Telegraph yes, today. Yes. The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, has urged the UK government to put aside people's fears about immigration and take in vulnerable migrants from the Mediterranean. Mr Welby argues that all European nations must play their part in rescuing migrants at risk and we cannot just expect Italy to take them all. The Archbishop delivered this message to the BBC on hearing news that the death toll in the most recent shipwreck off the coast of Libya could be as high as 950 Gosh, people. Yes, people. People locked downstairs is the, what they're saying. Absolutely dreadful. Well, from nine this morning, I want your reaction to, uh, to the comments from the Archbishop of Canterbury. Do you agree with him that the UK should take in Mediterranean migrants? Your call from nine on 08459 455 Orient. The Dons are back in action tonight. Curling oh, shot boy. in off the post. Ellie Alley judged it to perfection. They entertain Doncaster at Stadium MK, still seeking automatic promotion. We, uh, we've got some very difficult games ourselves. It's, it's we're almost at the end. But I think if you go into a players' plan, I don't think anyone will cope with us. So whatever way you want to throw at us, we'll take it. It's as simple as that. MK Dons versus Doncaster tonight from seven in Three County Sport. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. You're all getting in touch with the stories. We had an email about the the, uh, Robert Bruce School. And now, can I just read this email from... um, Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me now? No. Okay, okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. Uh, from Barry about the uh, the garage that we spoke about earlier on, where um, it was parents' garage, they died, stuff was stored in it, including Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, um, for about 11 months, and then all the stuff got taken out. Ian, this story of garage clearance does not somehow ring true. Firstly, garage rental in decorum is nothing to do with housing. Garages are administered from the Council General Fund and flats and houses from the Housing Revenue Fund. The complainant talked about rent arrears and housing benefit breakdown causing the problem. What has housing benefit got to do with garage rental? Looking at this, I would feel this is a lack of understanding on the part of the complainant rather than a lack of communication. I would think arrears letters would have been sent out and maybe discarded thinking they could be something else. Um, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Um, good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. <laughs> I love that clip. I love it. Not as much as I love this one, though. When a man oh, loves a woman. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do, guys? Go on. You know um, when um, Natalie Cole sang with her dead dad, Nat King Cole, right? Where's this going? You're going to duet with your dead self, Justin. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the Justin Dealey singing When a Man Loves a Woman. Count yourselves in, Justin. <laughs> OK. And a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman but You've got to sing along with it. When a no. man loves a woman How is this a difficult concept to grasp? No, but yeah, that's not how it's done. You sing, but you can sing, you're singing a duet. Yeah, you're singing a duet, but you're singing a duet with yourself. That doesn't mean you sing over the top of yourself. Because duets you never sing at the same time. Did you not hear Barry Manilow on Strictly a few months ago? How could he sing with himself at the same time? No, he life? wasn't singing with himself. He was singing with somebody who had passed away, but mm. he was singing a duet. If you're singing a duet, you don't sing over each you other. You can do sing, sing over it, like do a harmony okay, or something. let's go for it Do then. a higher version right, or a lower right, version. Okay. Here we go. Count yourselves in. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. 
When a man loves a woman. Right, I'm Phil Spector. Kelly, click that, give it to me immediately. <laughs> We're going to have, I'm going to try and get, ladies and gentlemen, 16 Justin Dealey's <laughs> singing Hang on at a exactly the same time. Shall we try and make something happen here? Magic. S- Steve, we're live on the streets of Houghton Regis. How are you today? Uh, I'm good, thank you. Good yeah. stuff. Now, Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman, I can do a decent version. Can you just give us 10 seconds of When a Man Loves a Woman? <laughs> Come on, you can do this, Steve. Um, okay. Uh, when a man loves a woman. <laughs> What do you reckon, boss? I think he's, he's much better than you, mate. Thank you, Steve. Mm. Justin. Yes. Count yourselves in. OK. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman. Clip it. Right, so, so far. <laughs> we could do this over the week. We'll do one more, and then we'll carry on tomorrow, OK? Yeah. So, so far... We've got three Justin Dealies. <laughs> hey, ladies, it's your dream come true! <laughs> Three Justin Dealies. We're going to finish today with four Justin Dealies, and we'll pick this up tomorrow, OK? Yeah, no I want, by the end of the week, 16 Justin Dealies. Wow. <laughs> well, this is how the Carpenters, of course, um, made their records. Yes. There are only two of them, yet it sounded like so many. Mm. Count yourselves in. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman... This is literally the funniest thing I've ever done in my life. Not to you, dear listener, maybe, but to me. I am finding this hilarious. Poor Steve. You're right there, Steve. I'm fine, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, Steve, Steve, if he's ever fallen down anything. Uh, well, he has, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, he has. Steve, um, tell us about your story. Vital stats, by the way, on Steve. He's a keen listener. He's 29 years old, 5'11", and he's wearing a swag hat. What have you ever fallen down or fallen over? Uh, more of a case of sort of falling off, really. Um, it was a wall. Um, I was back in my sort of younger, more foolish days at uni. Uh, went out with a few friends, a few too many drinks. St- Justin? When uh, basically sort of toppled backwards. Justin, it's a t- Justin, yeah. you hit your microphone. It's a terrible line and we keep losing you. And he's gone. Well, Justin's... F- well, Justin's fallen down the crack behind uh, between the radio... And the wall. Are you there now? I think so. What happened there, mate? Run out of batteries? No, no. We're just, you know, we're in a, I suppose, a We missed Steve's... We missed... You, well, we, you missed Steve Steve's fell story. off a wall. And he lived to tell <laughs> the tale. Don't get angry with me! <laughs> get I'm angry with Travers! I'm just saying. He, look, he's on his phone now. He, he's gone off into the distance. He's told his story. Okay. But uh, unfortunately, we didn't quite catch it. But Steve fell over a wall. OK, well, listen, we're gonna, we'll, we'll play the Vox after half past, if that's yeah. OK, because yeah, I'm, really, I'm, d- I'm desperate to fill for the last half an hour. Mm. Um, i tell you what, we're up to, we're up to four. Let's make yep. it five. Oh, C- count yourselves in. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. When a man loves a woman... Dealey, I'll speak to you in a bit. Thank you, boss. <laughs> I'm making myself laugh so much. It's not even that funny. we got five Justin Dealey's. Imagine that, girls. Justin Dealey takes you back to his um, luxury apartment and you get to see the Wall of Legends, don't ask. But when you get there, there are four... Other Justin Dealey's. What happens yeah. if you line them all up on your cartwheel and play them all at the same time? I can't play them all at the same time. Why? Uh, it doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. Shall uh, I put them all together? No, 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 no. no we're going to keep this real. Get me. Let's have five. It's I can there. do. I can do. Um, Fifth one's there. Okay, I can do 
Five, and I can do. No I can make nine. I can make nine Justin Dealies. Count him in for us, please. One, two, oh, one, two, three, four. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 has queues southbound between Junction 8 for Oxford and 7 for Tame because of an accident. It's now been moved to the hard shoulder, though. The M1 is slow southbound between Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road and 9 for Redbourne. And in Oxbridge on the Swakeleys Road, that's been partially blocked by an accident at the Swakeleys roundabout. In High Wycombe on Marlow Hill, that's looking very slow into High Wycombe. And in Beaconsfield, the Amersham Road's also looking really busy towards the M40 from Longbottom Lane. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Residents in Amptill in Bedfordshire have criticised a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. The captain and a crew member from the ship that capsized off Libya have been arrested in Sicily after arriving on a rescue boat with more than 20 survivors. And a Bedfordshire head teacher has defended a letter to former pupils asking them to come back. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons could move into an automatic promotion position in League One tonight if they beat Doncaster at Stadium MK and Preston slip up at Notts County. Just a point separates the two clubs. Dons boss Carl Robinson says they just need to keep winning. And by hook or crook, we'll we'll keep going, and we'll. I always said to you, while I still believe it's possible, and. I'll never give in and, and the players will never give in either and I think to be so close now behind them and they've got two big games, we've got two big games but ultimately all we can do is do what we do. And there's full commentary on MK Dons versus Doncaster in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. In League Two, Wickham's two rivals for the third automatic promotion place, Berry and South End, meet in the North West. Berry are two points behind Wickham, with South End a further point back. Here's Wanderers, bo Wanderers boss Gareth Ainsworth. Berry have still got to catch us, uh, South End have still got to catch us, and there'll be a big game on Tuesday night, which we'll have a, a big say in, in our season, never mind theirs. So we. Uh, we're looking forward to listening to that on Tuesday night and hopefully getting a big uh, a big recovery in the boys for next Saturday because that could be a mammoth game for us. Uh, it, it could be the game that, uh, that decides things uh, if, if things go our way on Tuesday. England's cricketers begin the second test against the West Indies in Grenada this afternoon. Captain Alistair Cook has warned his players the hosts could be revitalised after salvaging a draw in the opening test last week. The reality is it's nil-nil. Uh, it's now two-match series, so you know, we can't let that come in. You know, it's good that the, you know, a lot of the guys have hit, hit some form with the bat and the bowlers you know I thought they bowled pretty good areas and you know the Hawkeye suggests they did that and sometimes you, sometimes you take the wicket out of it so the guys are in good stead um, it's a, certainly a mental challenge now of making sure that we're fully up for the game which we definitely will and at the World Snooker Championships, five-time champion Ronnie O'Sullivan begins his crucible campaign today when he faces debutant Craig Stedman. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage a Salon of Dealies.
As the band prepares for their performance, they step forward to the microphones. <clears throat> and it sounds something like this. Well, that's the United Kingdom, but what does Scotland say? Wow. You're my new plaything. You're Thank like um, you. Richard Pryor in that film, The Toy, which I've never seen. I've only seen the cover of, <laughs> where he's like a, a puppet being played by somebody else. And I imagine that pretty much sums up the film, Dealey. Thank you, boss. What I do you appreciate reckon, the Kerry? compliments. Uh, <laughs> Kerry's clog dancing. Hello. Sorry. Oh, uh, hello, Kerry. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Don't, no, 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 we accept your apology. Imagine ten uh, Justin Dealey's, a salon of Dealey's, as Carpet Martin describes it. <laughs> Would you like that, Good Kiri? Good morning, Justin. Morning, Kiri. Are you well? I'm fine. You haven't come and seen me at work yet. I thought you were going to come down and visit me. Yeah, I've just been a, a little bit busy putting my CDs yeah. into alphabetical order once again. Sorry For about that. For those who don't remember, oh, Kiri wrote a song about Justin Dealey. <laughs> Can you remember it, Kiri? I can, but I'm not singing it today. Why? Because I don't if, want to. If you sing it, I'll get ten Justin Dealey's to sing to you. No. Ross, leave this one to me. Kiri, Kiri, would you mind, <laughs> just for ten seconds, would you mind singing me that song? Because it would mean an awful lot to me. Would you mind, just for me? <laughs> I have to just see if I've got it on my phone still, because I can't remember the words. <laughs> Come on, you can do this. One second. Hang Do on. Do this one for the sec. dog. Hang on. Mm -hmm. oh, you don't entertain yourselves for a minute. It's like waiting for the Who to come on stage. <laughs> or it's adultery. He's ready and waiting. He's having one sip of lager, then he's no, going to be going I've, live on. No, I've deleted it now. It oh. was just, it was a, it was a, a moment just for you, and I can't repeat it. I'm <sighs> sorry. I clearly, don't mean that much to you after all. Well, if you would have come and seen me at work, but hey ho. Mm, sorry. <laughs> As I say, my my CD collection needed to be put back into order again. I'm not that scary, you know. No, I never said you were. <laughs> We've had emails about you. Yes, I heard. We've had emails about yes. you, and you are that scary. <laughs> I'm not. James is just stirring things. Um, He's jealous. He's jealous that he did not have a song written about him because you work with him. I He's did. He's very, very jealous. Sad man. Well, well, I can understand that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> what you got for us, Kerry? Well, it was just a smoking thing. I, um, I stopped for 16 years yeah. and then due to stress levels, I started again in December. Oh, yeah. Stupidly. Yeah, stupid. And, yeah, very stupid. Very stupid. Yes, and um, I've obviously been smoking since then, and just listening to the guy talk before just about the vapour things, and I think it's sensible because no. to go now from smoking to nothing yeah. might be a bit difficult, whereas if I had yeah. these vapour things, it might be no. sensible. No, so. yeah, but then you'd, be, you'd still be addicted to nicotine. Yeah, the things we want, Kerry, guess what? They're a little bit difficult. You want, the things we want are a bit hard. You want Justin Dealey. He's hard. I do. 
to get hold of. Mm. You want to stop smoking. It's hard to mm. stop smoking. The, the, yeah. You've got to work at things. Sounds like I've got more chance of giving up smoking than getting Justin. <laughs> they never, there's, uh, never say never, Kiri. Never say never. I do agree with what Kiri's saying, though, because I, I know so many people that, that have tried to give up smoking for years and they failed, but by using these vapes. Well, they've not it, given up. Well, it, but it's helping them. No, that, it's no, helping it's not, them it's to not, give up. It's the long term no, aim not. of giving up, and no, it's helping. It's not, it's not helping them give up. It's it a, is. Well, the, pa- the study in the paper today says it only helps you give up if you do it every day, mm. and you're still addicted. You're giving up nothing. You're just, you're just swapping your addiction. Yeah, but a lot yeah, of it is it's, it's in the mind. Sorry. No, it's yeah, not in the... It's, Go on, yeah, Kerry. but if it's, if it's less of an... All right, it's still an addiction, but if there isn't as much bad things in it... Yeah, it's normalising... It, we, we've done so well, right, in the last ten years to uh, denormalise smoking, OK? And now we're normalising smoking again. We're normalising and um, buying something, putting it in your mouth and sucking on it, stay with me, and then uh, being addicted to nicotine. I don't want my boys to see that. And also, they look like cool gadgets. I don't want my boys to see that and go, hey, that looks cool. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not justifying... You want my kids cause... to smoke, Kiri? You want my kids to become addicts? You make me want to puke. <laughs> well, you're trying to make them an addicted to your silly um, monkeys group. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that Did you is... like that, Justin? That was, that was in, wasn't it? That, that is below the belt, but I liked it. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. <laughs> How dare you, Kerry? I'm going to say goodbye. <laughs> Get out of here. Unbelievable. Sorry, I just, I just, no, she didn't pwn me. She did. No, she did not pwn me. I was not pwned. Mr. Davalina, Mr. Davalina, Mr. Bob Davalina. Zilch, China Clipper calling. Just need to cleanse my palate. China Clipper calling Alameda. Zilch, China Clipper calling Alameda. Self defense. Never mind the furthermore. Never mind the furthermore. The plea is self defense. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are intending. It is of my opinion that the people are. It is of my opinion. It is a people that the timbers Calibration complete. I've been recalibrated. Horrendous. Say hello to Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello there. You all right? I'm very well. It's not Dave in Luton, then. A lot of people asking me on the streets what's happened to Dave Luton. We don't know. He texts us in from time to time, yeah. but we don't know. <laughs> Poor Dave. No, I'm, 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 I'm actually from Luton, but I'm in King's Langley at the moment. Oh. oh. I'm from work. Yeah, very posh. I do like King's work. Langley. Work, a job. It's very nice, posh. actually. Yeah, mm. very good. <laughs> what you got for us, Dave? Well, I just comment about uh, Justin singing. Away you go, fella. So, so Dave is our Simon Cowell for the morning. Here we go. <laughs> well, it was uh, well, very uh, unimpressive, to be honest with you. It sounded like a box of wasps. That was probably about the best thing I could say about that. Dave, um, Dave, yeah. I'll stop you there. Yeah, I live sorry. in Hemel, OK? It's right. a ten-minute journey to Kings Langley. I've uh, got your telephone right. number. I know where you live. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> uh, no, I think he... No, listen, I think he makes fair... It was very unimpressive. But a box of wasps, did you say, David? <laughs> yeah, I did say a box yeah. of wasps, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. waspist. 
Pretty, sp- pretty spot on, David. Thank you very much. Ian. No, thank That's you. For, kind no, you. You're, you're more than welcome to come on any time you want, Dave. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Appreciate so much it. Thank, no, thank you so much. Good morning, Tom. Oh, good, good morning, Ian. It's Thomas. They call me Thomas. Do they call you Thomas or Tom? Th- Thomas. Do they call you Tom for short? So, some, some people do. Yes. Are you short? I am quite sh- about five foot. Six. Okay, so they call you Tom for short with good reason, Thomas. What have you got for us this morning? I, I, I just wanted to hear that, that nice ice cream song again. You know, you played it early on in the week about ice, uh, ice cream, uh, something like that. The Jonathan Richmond ice cream song? That's, that, that's the one, yeah. Well, yeah, well, it goes on for about six minutes, Tom. Well, that, that, uh, well I wouldn't mind it a bit longer, but that'll do. That'll do. Would you like to sing it, Tom? Uh, I I don't know the, the words, okay. uh, Ian. I don't know the words. Okay, so that that, that so that's uh, what did you think of Justin singing, Tom? I thought it was pretty pretty awful. Yeah, mm. yeah. Most most people are so, seem to be saying that. We're gonna we're gonna. Think... My plan by the end of September or by September, I want to have a hundred Justin Dealies singing with each other. A choir of Dealies. That'd be that'd be worse than One Direction. Yeah, Tom. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> well, that is harsh. It's, it's harsh, but fair, mate. Well, to be fair, you know, I heard Jonathan saying something similar on Saturday when he was singing that that a lot of people have got, um, especially when it comes to people's talent, light singing. A lot of people have got real, real jealousy issues, and I think sometimes you just need to go with it. Stop knocking. Yeah. Just go with it. Go with this. By September, we're going to have 100. You're looking great, Kelly. Well done. Just caught Kelly um, using her, either taking a selfie mm. or using her phone as a mirror to Gosh. look at herself. Mid-prod. Matt's in Luton. Hello. Matt. Yes. What did you fall off of? Uh, a lady. <laughs> all right, John. All right. <laughs> 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 Can I can I speak? Please or, do, Matt. I, I really wish you would. A... I wish you'd speed up a bit because I've still got to do Justin's flipping Vox. Okay, okay. No, I'm not going to tell you. Sorry. Bye bye, Justin. <laughs> what, what's your Vox? Uh, you've been talking about that lady who is scared of open spaces. Yes. So she went out. Yes. Um, doesn't go out very often, and uh, she fell down a big hole. So uh, you sent me out on the streets this morning. I'm currently live in House and Regis. And uh, I've been asking people about things that they've fallen down. Um, not too many stories here this morning, got to oh. be said, but uh, here's what people had to say. Adam, got your beanie hat on. I uh, presume you're the, uh, the local hard man around here. Um, things you've fallen down, what's your story? Uh, on a way home from a night out, fell down, uh, down a ramp down by uh, Asda in Dunstall on the way home. Cut my leg. It's my interesting story. How bad were the injuries? Uh, it was only deep cut on the knee so well, stop being hard how bad were the injuries <laughs> oh very bad mate very bad <laughs> thanks for your time that's right cheers mate see ya Sadie not you thankfully you've got a a street presence about you but one of your friends fell down a drain yes did a lot of damage to her leg where was this I don't know <laughs> so she was telling you the story what what was it just on the street and she was no, what no, somewhere that she used to work Many years ago, yeah. So the drain cover was off, she didn't realise? off or broken, I can't remember what she told me, but because she was not aware of it until she fell down it. She must have been battered. She was injured. It's 
Thank you very much. I, of course, uh, fell off the stage during the first dress rehearsal for Let's Dance for Comic Relief. I'm in full Egyptian gear. I'm spinning around the stage. Ooh. Suddenly, I knocked myself out for like two seconds. Suddenly, I'm upside down and my skin is burning because there's a light touching me. And I'm thinking, I don't remember this being part of the routine. <laughs> and I'd, I'd uh, chipped my teeth. Oh, my mouth's in a terrible state as a direct really? result of charity. I blame oh. Africa for the state of my teeth. Ah, uh, this is why you're always turning down charity gigs. <laughs> I knew there was a story behind it somewhere. I seriously injured myself. Goodness me. Justin, excellent stuff, mate. Speak to you later. Oh, Thank so you. I'll, I'll see you back in the off. Yeah, yeah no worries. Ta-ta. Cheers, bye. Ta-ta. Bye, bye. Bye. There we go. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Last fifteen minutes of the show. I just noticed. We'll take some calls after the the, the, the travel and the weather. The phones just went mental. Kells, what happened? Did I drop a C bomb or something? Nope. Did did Dealey? Dealey sang. Oh, is that what's done it? Mm-hmm. Um, are they all being Simon Cowles? You'll see. Oh eight four five nine four double five Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton on Lower Harpenden Road, there's been an accident which is affecting both directions between the airport way and the East Hyde. That's causing uh, delays also on the M1 southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable around Junction 11 for Dunstable. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And also in Uxbridge on Swakeley's Road, it's been partially blocked because of an accident at the Swakeley's roundabout, causing delays. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Hey, we're nearly finished. Look, look at the time. 8.45. OK, right. Justin, what are you sticking around for? You're still at my screen. Why are you there? Justin? Hello, boss. What are, you st- what are you still there for? We're done. Well, no, I've been told to stay here. Oh, flipping it. By whom? Um, by uh, Kelly Betts. Oh, for goodness sakes. And you do what she says? Uh, sometimes. OK. Kelly, order him to go to the clown. Did he go to the clown? Uh, maybe. Thank you very much indeed. 8.45. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The captain and a crew member from the ship that capsized off Libya have been arrested in Sicily. Labour are highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. And residents in Ampthill in Bedfordshire have criticised a vape cafe which is open for users of e-cigarettes. The phones have gone mental. I'm not sure why. We'll find out after the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It was quite a chilly start this morning, but things are warming up quite nicely. Blue sky, sunshine, there's really not a lot else to stay about today. Barely any cloud in the sky, if any at all. We're looking at a maximum temperature, potentially 18 Celsius, so a really pleasant afternoon. Now, overnight tonight, the clear skies mean temperatures will drop away quickly. Uh, we could see a bit of a grass frost by dawn tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature, most places staying around 4 or 5. We could see a little bit of mist and fog develop as well. Now, for tomorrow morning, uh, with another chilly start, more cloud around for Wednesday than we've seen in the last couple of days and that's going to be reflected in the temperature as well. It is going to feel noticeably cooler but still pleasant in the sunny spells. We're looking at a maximum of 14 Celsius. That's 57 degrees in Fahrenheit and that's your forecast. Thank you Kate. Sometimes in life things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly.
perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Ten, Justin Dealey singing. Justin, we've only got you for a few minutes, haven't we? Because why do you have to go? Uh, yeah, there, there, there's an issue over the parking here. I think I've got to leave within a certain period, otherwise I'll be getting another ticket. And if you get a ticket if you work for the BBC, the BBC don't pay for it. Well, so no, good. it'll be coming out of my own pocket. Well, good. Why, why should my licence fee mm-hmm. pay for your uh, misdemeanours? Because you're holding me here. No, mate. Oh, look at that. He's doing the old drop-in, drop-out uh, thing. Uh, Peter in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to say? What would you like to have a whinge about today? Well, I, I reckon Justin should change his name if he wants a singing career to Justin Time. Because uh, oh. the name's more catchy than the tune. Like Chico Time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you're a bit of a singer, Peter. No, not really. Yeah, but was, you... was, was, was when I was younger. Oh, yeah, what kind of stuff did you sing? Punk? Sex no, Pistols? The, the, the Never sort mind of, the... the sort of old ballads. Oh, yeah, go on, give us a snatch, no, Pete. No, 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 on, not let's... at all. Well, no, let... no, 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 no. <laughs> I yeah. only do it on, I only do it on a coffee basis. <laughs> well, listen, Peter, we can all we can all criticise, and yes, we're criticising Justin for his atrocious singing voice. Ah, uh, yes, but if but, you've got a catchy name, it works. Mm-hmm. But, but listen, I, 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 I think you know we, we're having a go at him because he's got no talent, and that's fine. <laughs> but but you, we should. Be, I, I sing on the show regularly, and I, I you know I'm, I've got a really nice voice. Uh, Peter, <laughs> let's let's hear you. Um, let's hear uh, Peter singing a, a snatch from the old days. No, 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 no. Not at all, not at all. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Do it for the workers, Peter. Do it for the downtrodden. No, no, not at all. Peter, thank you very much. David's in Hitching. Good morning, David. Hello. Hello, David. Yeah, it's that darn cat man again. Hey, oh, David with the cats. Yeah, that's a fella. Um, I've been told I'm supposed to say something about him singing. Well, uh, you, you could say whatever you want. <laughs> Look, we both need practice. <laughs> Why don't you two do a little duet together? Do you know I was going to suggest that? Oh, well, D- Dealey and David, well, you two pick a song and I'll leave you to it. Go on. Oh, let me see. Um, Come on, David, oh, make it a good one. Um, Wooden Heart. Wooden Heart? I said a good one. Oh, I don't know that many songs anymore. Oh, come, on, come on, come on. When you were growing up, what was the sort of music you were listening to? Oh, just anything was on. I mean, I remember Caroline. Caroline? Should we sing you the know, fortunes, Caroline? Give it a try. Caroline. 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 Thank you, David. No, no, good, that's lucky. Paul's in Biggleswade. Good morning, Paul. <laughs> good morning, Ian. Uh, what would you like to say? I, I thought when I was listening to um, uh, 
he's, he's singing. What's Justin, his name? I've forgotten his name. Justin That's singing, the one. Yep. Justin singing. Mm. Uh, I thought perhaps you brought your drone back in the studio. Oh. Oh, Justin. You got anything nice to say, Paul? It's a very nice day. It's sunny out. No, no. Nice yes. about my singing voice, Paul. Uh, pass. Bye, chaps. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Paul. Fly away, Peter. Fly away, Paul. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> what's this in the sun? I write these things down in the papers. And um, Yes, Kelly? I had a tweet from Steve. He was the guy that Justin stopped earlier to sing. Oh, morning, Steve. Oh, dear. Got stopped for a Vox Pop by 3CR this morning while half asleep. Did I really have to sing? <laughs> no, mate, you didn't. But you did. We have one person in favour of Dee Dee. Yeah. One person speaking out in favour of Dee Dee. Yeah, it'd be a lunatic uh, middle-aged woman. No, it's Tony. It's a man. Oh. I'm assuming, though. Well, it could not be. No. T Tony Basil, anybody? Hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow oh, my mind. Hey, Mickey. Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Hey, Mickey, you're so fine. Yeah, we've just done that. What does, what does Tony say? I want the Dee song as my ringtone, man. Uh, there you go. He didn't say man, I've just added that. OK, he's trying to be straight. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, it's like Alan Bennett saying Wagwan. <laughs> <laughs> Have we spoken to David? Yeah, his cats. Yeah, but well, he's still there. I've, I, doesn't need to be. A dad used a DIY, and we finished with Daily as well. A dad, I'm such a tat. That's a good headline. I'm such a tat. A dad used a DIY tattoo gun. I don't. You you can buy these things on. Uh, um, what do they call it? Oh yeah, the internet. Like DIY tattoo kits for 25 quid or something. Why would you do... Can I practice my tattoo on you? Nah, maybe when I've had a bit more to drink. And you too. A dad used a DIY tattoo gun to ink himself with his son's name and nickname and spelt them both wrong. You flippin' Drunken Tom Maffet... Tom Moffat... Hang on. Drunken Tom Moffat ended up with Ricey instead of Riley scrawled on his arm. But cases like this, social services should, should get involved and take the child from him in media more. Then he wrote Sony boy, meaning sunny boy, on his hand. Now Tom, 27, of Ashton Underline, Manchester, is having costly labour remo uh, laser removal treatment. He blames the internet firm that sold him the £70 gun. Why don't you blame your stupid head? The machine operator, who works on NHS hospital equipment, said, I want to campaign... <laughs> You talk about um, uh, passing the buck. Be with you in a second, Peter and Matt. I want to campaign so people like me can't just go out and buy a gun, no questions asked. I got told by my brother not to do it, but I just didn't listen. Now my family are saying, you're an idiot. I press so deep in one, it's going to be difficult to get it off. We've all had that problem. Um, Tom will appear on TV tonight on Tattoo Disasters on Channel 5. Oh, that sounds... I'll, I'll have some of that. Matt, you're back. I'll have some of that. What? I'm definitely not going to his hospital. No, I know, he, he operates NHS machinery. Yeah, typical, typical. Flipping awful. Yeah, 
sad. Very sad, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, everyone say man, man. Uh, can I speak now? Yes, please do. But say you shut to... me down the last Say time. hello to Peter in Wolverton. Hello, Peter in Wolverton, you prat. Just called you a prat, Peter. Paper rat. <laughs> I'm going to leave the end of the show to you two guys. I'm off. Bye. Yeah. Oh, well. Hello, Peter. Hello, Matt. Uh, How are you? you? You know, Ian loves these vapists, people. Yes. I, obs I observed yesterday uh, a bloke with uh, all the running gear on, jogging down the street with one stuck in his mouth, puffing away. Can you believe that? What a paper air. Oh, dear. You can't believe these people. It's, no. it's a sad old world. It's like cigarettes. If you want to pack the cigarettes, you'll pack them up. Indeed. I indeed. packed them up 20-something years ago, and I smoked 60 a day. Just pack them up. Absolutely. Just do it. You don't yeah. need all this crap. We, we should tell them in no suit, too uncertain terms to pack it up. Just, just do it. If you, want to, if you want to pack something up, you will do it if you're strong enough. They're just uh, weak. That's the word, if you're strong enough. Uh, yeah. Yet they're weak and... Uh, well, let's... Well, I, I, it's a, you've done a very good show today. I do like your show today. You're very good. At least you let people talk. Not like yeah. you know who. <laughs> Is he still there? I don't know. He's, he's lurking somewhere in the background. And the show's been a bit of a disaster this morning with all that Justin Dealey crap. Well, he's, he's got to earn his money somehow. Yes, I suppose. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, Peter, it's great talking to you, and Thank thanks you, for man. a great show. Yeah, you take care. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, a minute dear. to go. Oh, a minute to go? Yeah, a minute to go. Uh, Would you like a rundown on allotment? Yes, yes. Yes, we're, we're all up and running with beans and peas and potatoes oh, and lettuce. It's oh, all happening, I tell you. Absolutely sounds great. I tell you, I love, I love to see the old beans and that. It's brilliant to see. The garden's looking good at the moment, isn't it? Everything's in bloom. Oh, it's the, brilliant. It's the pansies, the dahlia, the, the um, uh, daffodils, etc. Wallflowers, yeah. it's looking absolutely as a picture. Great. At least it's better than this show, isn't it? Well, this show, after 7 o'clock, goes down the drain. Before 7, it's fantastic. Well done. And then it comes back at 9 o'clock, which is a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're looking forward to Jonathan. We're wait we're the next thing we're waiting for is Terry Wogan's show. Who's he? Ah, it's brilliant, mate. It's brilliant. We've we got to thank him for really putting on a good show, I suppose. for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Luton.
Luton, there's been an accident on Lower Harpenden Road involving five vehicles at Airport Way, so it's causing it to be, uh, it's part blocked on all the approaches, there are long queues on all the approaches on the B653, there are delays from East Hyde, and on the uh, Airport Way, the A505, there's delays from the roundabout at the Park Viaduct. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable and around the Dunstable Road, A505, and on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are delays between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the M40 southbound, there are queues because of an accident between Junction 7 for Tame and there are delays all the way from Junction 8A for Oxford. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, excellent stuff as always. Thank you very much indeed. That's it. That's your lot from us. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kelly, Justin. Eesh, I mean... Join us tomorrow from 6. Don't forget the first hour. We're still looking for a name. It's very, very special. JBS is up next. Until tomorrow at 6 from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's 9 o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do you agree with the Archbishop that the UK should take in Mediterranean migrants? The Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, has urged the UK government to put aside people's fears about immigration and take in vulnerable migrants from the Mediterranean. Mr Welby argues that all European nations must play their part in rescuing migrants at risk and we cannot just expect Italy to take them all. The Archbishop delivered this message to the BBC on hearing news that the death toll in the most recent shipwreck off the coast of Libya could be as high as 950 people. Well, I want your thoughts on this this morning. Do you agree with the Archbishop that the UK should take in Mediterranean migrants? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, captain of capsized migrants' boat arrested, Labour highlights staff shortages at Bedford and Buckinghamshire hospitals and vape cafe owner defends new shop in Amptill. BBC Three Counties Radio. The captain and a crew member from the ship that capsized off Libya have been arrested in Sicily after arriving on a rescue boat with more than 20 survivors. The UN says it now believes that 800 migrants, mainly from Africa, were drowned when the boat went down at the weekend. Sarah Tyler from Save the Children said the survivors Survivors spoke of children being trapped below deck. They believe there are about 60 children who are unaccompanied and they described the fishing boat they were on as having three levels and that the children were put in the first two levels. So when the ship capsized, there wasn't a chance for these children to survive. They confirmed they were put down there and they couldn't get out. Labour is highlighting staff shortages in hospitals, including Bedford Hospital and Buckinghamshire Healthcare NHS Trust. In a speech today, Ed Miliband will promise that a future Labour government would provide a 1,000 more training places for nurses during its first year. Meanwhile,